are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Dang it. Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my yeah, head. And Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. How you like me now? How you like me now? I'm dead. It's here, Wednesday, a little further from the Super Bowl, a little closer to the combine, a little closer to free agency, a little closer to Calvin, as he might be one of your Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023. It's reinstatement day today for Calvin Ridley, so we'll get into all of that. And then there's a little drama that comes out of the Super Bowl. Beautiful thing about uh, player-on-player kind of warfare going on is that it usually is played out in the social media world. So we were treated to that between the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, and then some. So we'll jump in on that. But let's just start off. Wednesday's brought to you by the Golf Club of Southampton. A gorgeous day. And if you're thinking about playing, it's a real easy phone call. 287-PLAY. You can head on out. Uh, see the great golf course, the great people, and the huge practice area. And members, you certainly are always treated to a bunch of fun. The 9 after 5 is not that far away at the Golf Club of Southampton. For cranking back up. But to start off, Big Surce has served it up today. We have had back-to-back days of prop bet. Prop bet. Can you say prop bet losers? Uh, yeah, we off. were. Me yeah. and I. Who's the real winner, though? I, I mean, the, the group winners. is the real winner. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. You yeah. know, see, y'all thought that me and I was just going to cut, you know, cut things in half and share the responsibilities of being I, at the bottom. Right. We right actually half. thought you were going to be hacker, not <laughs> yeah, get anything no, at all. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, me and brought a, you know, fabulous, uh, yeah. you know, two pies yesterday, yeah. and yeah. you know, I was going to essentially go and get, you know, some golden chicken for us yeah. that yeah. I know that all of us. Love, we do. So dearly, favorite <laughs> lemon pepper. Yeah, you know, but but I decided, to, you know, to, to to take a left instead of going yeah. right. Yeah, you and did. I went, and I, I wanted to get bring us some sliders. You went down the Christmas uh, uh, train. Now listen, uh, from everybody in the <clears throat> in the room right now, and Taylor earlier, who said it brings back memories of hitting the drive-through late at night. And Tony, when he gobbled up one of them a minute ago, he said. This particular burger, it, it has its own. This restaurant, this franchise, has its own smell, doesn't it? It oh, does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You can identify yeah. this over 100%. anything else. Yeah. Blindfolded, they put it in front of you. Know it's 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 a crystal. You don't you? Yeah. We, hey, you know what? They charge you a little extra for cheese. I didn't know that. Oh. You know, so I, of course That's I, had, I know it's good. I had cheese. to make sure that we got cheese on our sandwich. Yeah, it must be whatever. must be great cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it must be great cheese, whatever. But I, when I saw it, I saw the two sides. It says without and with cheese. Of course, I couldn't bring y'all no naked sandwich without no, no cheese. No, or no, you're like the man. So make, you're the man. Eating a couple of those earlier made me just think of like. If it really got rough in the off season with show topics, yeah. we could definitely do a contest yeah. with oh, these bad contest? boys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. or, I think well, we really God, should be doing, uh, for March Madness, should we be doing like a fast food bracket? Well, let's, like just start off. let's just start off with this just to see how it goes. Because, yes, it's been done. It doesn't mean it can't be done again. That's for sure. I'm not against stealing. But in honor of, the, well, in honor of what was brought in today, Give us your late night when you just know you've gone, you know, past the point of hammered, and you what drive through did you hit? What drive through did no you hit? No matter how you got there, by the way. What when your you friend order? was driving, of or course. Or Uber yes, Eats. Uber we know you young, younger nooners out there. You Uber Eats or you deliver. Yeah. That works, yeah, exactly. too. Exactly. What? Who did you call to have it delivered? Who dropped it off? Wait, wait, you, wait. Who did you drive through? Wait a second. 
you could this cannot if you're having somebody deliver it to you, it's not real. They do. Oh, it is. I know it is. Dude, but there's if, people but if in you my haven't done complex it, to get McDonald's delivered. But if you haven't had it again, again with a designated driver, if right. you haven't gone through that drive-through late at night, yeah, there's a, a designated difference. driver. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. So because there's us. always a story there. Yeah. It's yeah. not just getting the food. There's the story that comes with it. So hit us with those. Well, well, see, I can't rem- in college. I can't remember. I remember coming home at two or three o'clock in the morning, but when no fast food places open, the only thing that was open when I was at Miami was Denny's. Mm-hmm. It. So yeah. we would go into Denny's, sit at the table, and order some breakfast at, at three or four in the morning. And how no many Waffle stories House? you got from that? Oh, many a story. No Absolutely. Waffle House down there. They they have well, you got to remember we're in Carl Gables. Ain't no Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no Waffle House. We, we did a village. Yeah, go. How dare you? Go, 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 go a little deeper in the hood. <laughs> 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 All right, so you get the text line designed by Lifetime and Closure six four one ten ten. Give us uh, those late night drive throughs and uh, you know the, the, the sober up sandwich, whatever it might have been. Uh, just give it to us because uh, there are, I'm sure, plenty of you out there that have uh, you know been through that of uh, the late night wars uh, in those long lines. Because uh, trust me, uh, you have seen a lot of long lines late at night. Uh, that's for sure. All right, so we've we've got mock draft from Todd McShay talk coming up. We've got the Calvin Ridley reinstatement. But for day. what it's worth, Josie, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. We really on this program, we've been pretty good about staying away from the D word mm-hmm. for the most part. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I feel like A, we've been treated to something so dang special that we can put off draft talk uh, until April if, if we wanted to because there's so many good vibes and good feelings. But I always like to kind of pilot the offseason with free agent talk and then get to the draft because that's what tells you what you're going to do. But it's, it's unavoidable. You can't help but, but, but talk draft a little bit, especially when these mocks come out. Uh, and, you know, we've been not zeroing in on any one position, but a lot of people have been mocking secondary help uh, to this team. And now we got a couple of other ones that we'll throw out there. Yeah, and I can tell you in my conversations with mm-hmm. people in the building as far as the Jaguars draft process goes, mm-hmm. um, as of right now, the coaching staff really hasn't gotten together with the front office in terms of what their – draft wishes and draft mock boards, if you may, look Mm -hmm. like at this juncture right now. It's really the front office kind of compiling things, and they'll eventually have that joint meeting. Um, They obviously already had that joint meeting when it came to the current players that were on the roster at the season's end. They'll do it for free agency as well. But right now it's more the front office's wish list versus the coach's wish list. So things could change, but I can tell you this. Um, I can report that Mm -hmm. it, it does look like at least two of the four in their top four in the Jaguars front office our secondary help. Yeah, and it, it makes a little sense because of what they've got to do. They've got to be able to cover a bunch of guys in the pattern. That's number one. So that nickel position is hugely important. And through injury and maybe poor free agent decisions, Shaq Griffin was not necessarily the best free agent signing, and then he got hurt. And then they ended up with Trey Herndon. They ended up moving a guy from that they spent money on from the inside to the outside. Anyway, they, they got to deal with that. That's one of the you biggest got, questions they got to answer. You got to cover, man. It's a it's a vertical passing lane. You've yeah. got to cover in this league. It, and all you got to do is look at who the team every that that the team to beat every single year is not going to be the Chiefs. Why? Because of Mahomes. Why? Because he throws the ball downfield. I mean, you have got to figure out how to cover these guys. Well, and you got to figure out how to cover eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I mean, if you're the Jags right now, number like Leon used to always say the Jag their th- their thing was the Steelers. Yeah. If you're the Jags, forget about the division. It's the Chiefs. It is the Chiefs. You are now looking at the Chiefs. How do we beat the Chiefs? Yeah. And the linebacking play and the deficiencies in the secondary 
And you guys know where I'm coming in on. It's, yeah, I think it's they'll the, be all right at linebacker. It's the, no, I think Devin Lloyd's going to take the not, next step. Not when it I think comes Moon to, was going to, too. Not when it comes to covering the tight end. No, I know that, I'm but I'm saying I think, the, I think they're both going to take a big step year yeah. two. It'd be nice, and I'd like to see that, but this team has been haunted by tight ends for a long, long time. I agree, but you've got two guys there that legitimately can run, yeah. both of them. Right, right. And they're both hey, athletic guys. You know, also, remember, Kelsey and his route run is unconventional. Yeah. All right, it he's is not a, a tight end. He, he's not. He's a hybrid. All right, yeah. we're gonna need he's a, a flex. Question. Yeah, we call him a tight end. He is I not a tight end. Not conventionally, flex. he's a unicorn. Yeah, he's a he's a hybrid. T- and, and and they were talking about this before the Super Bowl is that his route his route tree is unconventional. He finds the holes in the man zone wherever it may be, and everybody knows that that is Mahomes' bailout. Whenever yeah. he's in a situation where he needs to find a guy, he's looking for Kelsey. Yeah, so I mean, is. we've got a we've got a we've got a Fix. We got to put something together to play against that if we're going to move forward. Because mm-hmm. he he could be he's going to be a lot of teams crip tonight moving forward. And the connectivity between him and his quarterback it's it's you know telepathic. You can you can come up with anything you want uh, to describe it because they just absolutely are are connected. And I'll go back to the thing that I you guys know I will harp on and preach on is that pass pressure. Is mm-hmm. that you better? You can do a lot of things in the back end of the secondary. Coach Campo definitely has strong thoughts about that. Whenever we have him visit with us, but you've the evidence is in the Super Bowl. You all know that they didn't touch Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You've got to put pressure on him for him to make a quicker decision, and it didn't happen with that star-studded defensive staff, or excuse me, defensive you know group of players that Philadelphia had, and, and the guy was getting hired off of that. They never got to Pat Mahomes, which was huge. All right, now, there was some drama that came out of the Super Bowl. And this is what I love about social media is uh, Valentine's Day was used as a prop uh, by Juju Smith-Schuster, and it kind of got things going on social media. So, Leon, I got to ask you if you can think of any of those, like, old-school wars, war of words that you guys might have had back in the day. But this is Juju Smith-Schuster. He says, happy happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And he puts a picture up, and he got Bradbury up there, and it's a to-and-a-from card, and it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. Uh, and just having an absolute big time gigging well, the other side. And then it that was just the beginning because then Barb started to fly after that. Bro, in what you can say, when you win the Super Bowl, I mean, you just got to take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love, I don't know what else you want me to say. Okay, so when you got the ring on your finger, you can say what you want to say. I mean, as much as you want to come be – be combative of mm-hmm. what he said and not like what he said. He still got the ring. He got the Lombardi. He's got he's got the money. I, I heard through through incentives through his contract. He was sitting at the uh, NFL Network, and I think they said he made a million dollars because of the incentives through his contract. What nice. plan, it was something like that. I know I remember seeing Juju Smith, mm-hmm. and they asked him how much do you think you made by winning the Super Bowl because it was a certain percentage playoffs right, Super well, Bowl. Anyway, I'm, either that or CTE is working on. Now, but I know I thought I could think about something. But, but you were on the L end <laughs> of a Super Bowl. I was. So did you have to hear some of that trash and that noise and, and had to deal with it? We still hear it on this show when yeah, some former players true. come Well, out. I mean, it is, it's not as aggressive as it was at, like social media. Social media, someone posted something, it's, you know, it's trending, it goes worldwide right. or whatever it may be. I mean, listen, the, the, my, my, my former teammates that won the Super Bowl, I saw them a couple of times after the Super Bowl. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't dig me. I mean, they had the opportunity to. They did. I mean, showing the ring enough was enough digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, so that, there's nothing else you could do when you know you got the ring. So I, I mean, my my message to whoever the Eagles players that was going, just shh, be quiet. So they just weren't. They weren't. So Juju got his off. Yeah. You know, hold me or you hold when you need it the most. And then CJ 
uh, Gardner Johnson comes back. Juju ran from me when I check him in the game. Then 10 got his smoke, re- referred to uh, you know, the, the other guy that was able to come up big. Then Juju comes back and says, uh, Big Cap, uh, also I told you in the game to stop all that uh, talk because we're going to come back and win that game. Now help me decide which finger I need to get sized for this ring. See, see. Pacheco is Bad. 10, by the way. Yeah, Pacheco, Paco. Yeah. And then A.J. Brown. Now this is the real yeah. personal beef yeah. right here. A.J. Brown, and this just, I guess, I, I don't know whether how deep this one goes, but he says, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on a one-year deal, TikTok boy. Uh, he admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like that don't, that don't act like that or ever was, but congratulations again. And so A.J. Brown. Don't act well, like you were ever yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Don't act wow. like you're that guy. I mean, everything that he said about Juju Smith is true. He got resurrected, but, but so what? You're a loser. <laughs> I still got the ring, bro. Yeah. The bottom line is I still got the ring. Yeah, because Juju comes back. Glad you were finally able to get that all off your chest after all these years. Uh, good game, bro. <laughs> hey, this is beautiful. I do love I it. I mean, if you're Rabbit, you just say, I'm, I'll be in the league in five years, Juju. Yeah. You won't. Yeah. It, it, I'll look, be earning, you won't. Juju, uh, mm. just, Leon was spot on on the one-year incentivating contract. Uh, he signed it in March, and it mm-hmm. would be a million-dollar bonus yep. if he plays more than 50% of KC's offensive snaps and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Boom. But then you had the Mahomes chiming in mm-hmm. as well. And so that's where, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes with the, that man just be bored. Brittany Mahomes, I think a lot of people need to apologize for what they said about this team at the beginning of the season. And I know Rick Ballou talked about it into the night last night. Now it's just bloodshed. It's it's like NBA beef yeah. right now all over the timeline. It, it is comical that they're trying to kind of – they're not even digging up an old story. They're trying to make a story out of the, quote, disrespect that was paid to the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, the what came out of last year was a rules change because they <laughs> thought Josh Allen should touch the ball in overtime because they thought mm-hmm. that they might be able to match Mahomes and the Chiefs and, and, and ultimately win that game. So I guess you could file that under the disrespect card uh, because people were betting on the Bills to get to the Super Bowl this year. And then the other one was the AFC representative last year, Joe Burrow, uh, and what he was able to do. But if they were if they were three in a three-horse race in the AFC, is that disrespect? I don't think so. And I think we said yesterday they were still the betting favorite by and large when it came to bets in total money coming to the window. Right. Come on, give me a break. Right. But you know what? If that's what gets you going in the morning, if, that's that, what if that's what they People need. were drooling over the Bills. They were. There's All no offseason, going into the season, during the first part of the season, after that. They demolished the Rams. Game. Exactly. People we didn't were like, know the Rams oh, sucked. God, but, this is going to be like 17-0. and 0. But, think, but think about this. If, if they weren't Georgia, they were Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the preseason poll, poll. So, so I mean, so what's the difference? That wasn't a whole lot of disrespect. It was, that's not a whole lot of disrespect. <laughs> if Georgia's ranked number one in the preseason polls, Alabama number two, is that is that really disrespectful? Yeah, no. No, no. I mean, they're still they're, those two teams are probably the perennial favorites to move forward and win the championship. Here yeah. are the updated odds for Super Bowl Fifty Eight, aka next Super Bowl. The Chiefs are the favorite, plus five forty, according to the good folks at my bookie. The Bills second, six sixty. And then the 49ers, plus 700 third with the Eagles, plus 770, which I find fascinating because mm-hmm. as we were reading through Connor Orr's hot takes for the 2023 season mm-hmm. from Sports Illustrated yesterday, one of his hot takes was that the Eagles would finish no higher than second in the NFC East. And while that, I understand – That was paired t- up with his Dallas Correct. Super Bowl love. 
who do have the six best odds, yeah. by the way, yeah. according to my bookie, to win next year's Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's worth noting that the Philadelphia Eagles are losing both of their coordinators. It's it's, it's major. Not only are they losing, they're, they're getting basically debugged right now by the rest of the league to try and figure out whatever it is they're doing and having success. Uh, and they're getting debugged by poaching coordinators. But then all the contracts, all the expiring contracts are going to be, you've got four guys along that front that had double-digit sacks that you're, uh, at the very least, a couple of them are going out into the free agent world. you got guys on the back end. Bradbury is a free agent. There's a lot of other guys that are going to be looked at that they're going to have to deal with, and and, and it's going to be hard for them to keep it together. That's for sure. they got Jalen Hurts well, on cheap right now, but everything else is going to I be I mean, expensive. the one mainstay they have is Jalen Hurts. He, he outplayed Patrick Holmes in the Super Bowl, so it's good that he's coming back. Hopefully, you can get him a long-term deal. But when you got different coordinators, you don't know what kind of philosophies both sides are going to bring, mm-hmm. that guys are used to, uh, what kind of terminologies. All those things are going to factor in. If I'm the Eagles, more than likely, they probably hire somebody internally that has some kind of relationship with, with the offense and the defense. But if you don't, then you risk the chance of bringing in guys who may have different philosophies and terminologies yeah. that guys are going to have to jump on board with early on so they, you know, so they can get a, a grip of everything. Yeah. Are we allowed to say Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes? You're not the he only did. person I've heard say that. He did. I just. I think it was just different styles it. of you how they think? attacked. No, he he offense. literally dropped the ball on the ground, yeah. gave he, a he, touchdown the he, other way. Patrick did. Mahomes was he literally unstoppable in the second. I, mean, I, I don't know about yeah, okay, unstoppable, but but I'm saying they I'm literally Hurst, couldn't stop. If you go, if you go, Taylor the tape. If you go, Taylor the tape. Uh, rushing and more, passing. Yeah, more passing, yes, more he more rushing did. touchdowns. I I I just. Don't think he outplayed him. That in the turnover. second half, that turnover bro. screwed yeah, him. Man. Yeah, but Lost he came right, right back. He can't help it if his, his defense can't stop nobody. I mean, after that turnover, he came right back and scored. But in a, a game where neither what quarterback is well, making a mistake, right. the one who did make a mistake was Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and what cracked me well, up is you, you had uh, either PFF or whomever some well, metrics numbers that basically said he played a perfect game. I don't well, see how you can play a perfect the, game when you well he didn't play a the perfect, ball. He, he didn't play a perfect game. Yeah. But you know what? If the eighty five, I mean the eighty five Bears had showed up in the game and probably got some pressure <laughs> on Patrick Mahomes, like everybody was th- thinking sack. it was going to happen, then you know maybe he he could get a little bit, couple of more possessions to score more points and keep them out the end zone. I agree with you. Here's on that. another thing no one's talking about as we're talking about those nineteen eighty five Bear wannabes, if you may, uh, that are all going to hit free agency mm-hmm. this offseason. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, second-round yeah, pick. Yeah. He is entering the final year of his rookie contract. And he's on the cheap, the very cheap So right now. they are also going to have to pay the piper with regard to Jalen Hurts. And so, therefore, in terms of this heralded defense, how much can you keep? Obviously, this upcoming year he's on the cheap. But post that. Yeah, well, the good thing for him is that they may have to come with the contract this offseason if they're going to part with the others and make sure that they don't lose him and go into a, 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 a like, let him play in his fourth year or third year without, uh, you know, that contract in place. So we'll find out, uh, you know, basically what their strategy is. But if you take a look at the way they were able to get it done, and there's nothing wrong with second guessing, you know, which quarterback had the better game, but there's no denying in the second half of this game, Every single drive the Kansas City Chiefs had, they scored on or they killed the clock and had the game winner. That, that's what they did in the second half of this game. They took the ball, ended up in the end zone. Four uh, drives, three touchdowns, and a field goal. Uh, I mean, that got it done against that defense, that's for sure. So, organizationally, who needs to sign their quarterback uh, more, the Ravens or the Eagles? Ooh, that's a good one. I think, well, I think with the Eagles, it's really dependent on who else are they bringing back. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Ravens – it all revolves around Lamar. 
I, I don't know if you can quite say the same in Philadelphia as you can in Baltimore. Okay. So. That's fair. Well, That's fair. Yeah, I, and the Eagles, I mean, Baltimore doesn't have the two weapons. They don't have Devontae and they don't have A.J. Brown either. There's no, no one that can compliment. There's no one on the, on the Ravens offensively no, that they even close. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, Mark Andrews is really good. He's really he's, good, but he's, he's not either one of those. He's not an outside guy. Yeah. And then if Lamar Jackson had one – those two guys on his team, I mean, how, how, how would that help him? It'd be scary. Yeah. I mean, he is the weapon, and Andrews would be weapon 1A, and that's it. They have a – they uh, when when healthy, J.K. Dobbins was a good running back, but he just had to come off of an ACL, tried to come back, not necessarily the same guy. We all know on, on the edge, receiver-wise, they just didn't have it. But here's something that came out of that Todd Munkin discussion when we were talking about it yesterday, and they decided to hire him uh, and. At the very least, on the reporting, you can take Jeff Darlington at his word. You can question his word, whatever. But that Lamar Jackson was consulted, but it wasn't him to help make the end-all decision. And, and he basically left it open for discussion that this may not have been the number one guy that Lamar would have liked. So they asked him, but they didn't miss necessarily help or let him make the decision. So, I mean, that's where it's at. And there's still going to be a lot of uh, angst uh, up in Baltimore as far as who's going to get what. Is it going to be a long-term contract? Is it going to be a tag? Is it going to be a, a, a tag and then sign and deal? Who knows? So as we get into draft talk the rest of the way throughout today's program, I kind of want to build off that and almost do a mock quarterback draft of the quarterback carousel this offseason. Where will Lamar be? Where will Jimmy Garoppolo be? Where will Derek Carr be? Because I think that that in turn could say a lot about where a lot of these programs are headed beyond this season. Miss T, do you want one of those? One of those delicious – no, she's, she just brought cake in for us. Mm. We're, we're cutting I feel like cake. this is a bad Seinfeld episode right yeah. now where yeah. it's just, you know – They keep bringing us food. Food just keeps coming. We got food. Coming. It's coming. for February birthdays, yeah. folks. Pretty awesome. Oh, okay. Who was on the uh, birthday cake? Gibby, uh, Dylan, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. All right, happy birthday to uh, to them. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you, February birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Birthday. We appreciate you. I'm having yeah. a fat kid moment. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> we're going to eat all this food. I know that. All right, so let's get – because if you add up the number of quarterback questions that are out there, which we've talked about, let's dive into that a little bit deeper because it is serious in some towns, thankfully not here in Duval. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Oh, yes. A shout out to all of our February birthdays. Gibby, Dylan here in the building at 1010XL headquarters. Oh, and Michael Jordan celebrating his 60th birthday. That's right. Here today. So sometimes I dream that he is me. That's so good. <laughs> so let's well, check it what, out. That's what Bron sings all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's his. Yeah, exactly. I am happy to to announce that MJ turning sixty and making a historic ten million dollar donation to the Make a Wish Foundation is no longer the top story on ESPN's banner. It is the top headline off to the right hand side. JJ LaSelva. Um, so it, it's it still high be. up there. Yeah. The goat. The on, goat. On February fifteenth. We got the goat and LeBron's the Billy Goat. Sometimes I dream. There it is. That heals me. Got 
Nobody's making up songs. What do you mean? Uh, it's, uh, I ever wonder why these people of y'all's age are so in love with Michael Jordan. Of y'all's age. I love y'all's age. The propaganda that, you just tried to that yeah. you know, they're making songs and Gatorade and Nike are all pushing this guy. Yeah, that's all it, propaganda. Uh, is it any wonder why you guys are so obsessed not obsessed. Uh, he's Why, not in our face in all the time. 2023, the number one story on ESPN for no reason was that he turned 60 today. If they can roll a milestone, on bro. Oh he's God. the greatest <laughs> athlete of our time. Exactly. Maybe ever. Yeah. And listen, the, the hate. You got to suck it up and deal with it, it man. When you like it or not. I think it's funny. Yeah. It changed the argument. The <laughs> uh, by the way, the third top headline on ESPN. So it's MJ turning 60 making a historic $10 million donation. The Dolphins naming Vic Fangio as their senior defensive coordinator. And then Bronny James, top pick for Nike Hoop Summit. See, they don't even give LeBron respect. They're already moving on to the other one. Yep, they said, uh, this guy's done. He's set a record. We don't need him anymore. The Lakers are not a story. Uh, let's get to the sun and let's get to where he's going. Uh, and that is Nike too. So they'll definitely take advantage of that. Uh, that's for happy sure. birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, MJ. MJ. Happy birthday. Uh, also note that he, worst owner in basketball. He naturally his birthday is during, is during that weird, awkward stretch where pitchers and catchers reported, but full teams have not Daytona's not until Sunday. And, and so it's that weird week of like basketball's going on, but like, we're still not in the stretch run per se. And so of course, maybe that was all by design mastermind. By the way, is it too late? <laughs> Is it too late, like, for LeBron to ask for a trade to the Mavericks? To trade he actually pass? can't be traded this okay. season because he signed an extension. Because I figured, you know, he'd probably want to be searching for a championship. No, same wherever year he, he went, Mavs the same year he won the title, you know. Yeah, wherever he went, he was responsible for the title. And and look, this is where I, you, if if you're an MJ lover, you're not gonna, you're gonna run out of ammo against LeBron. If you're a LeBron lover, you're gonna run out out of ammo against MJ because what LeBron did was extraordinary. And he is the guy responsible for all of those championships that they run, that they won, and he did it uh, just too shy of MJ. So uh, ignoring what he's accomplished, also happy decide. birthday, Chris well, Farley as well. Oh, well, yes. I mean, Another listen, the real legend. goat, the <laughs> real goat. Yeah, that's true. May he rest in peace. Go ahead. The, Leon, sorry. Well, the difference between LeBron and, and Michael when it comes to those championships is that, I mean, Michael didn't have to assemble, assemble his cha- his team together to win the championship. True. He did it. He, I mean, LeBron did it with the with the Heat. He did it with the Cavs, and he did it with the Lakers. So I mean, I think yeah, Magic MJ Magic was just State. playing with scrubs. Are you giving Jerry <laughs> yeah. credit? The beautiful thing about uh, it, no, Jerry I'm not, no, I'm not. Yeah, it, may it, he rest in peace as well. You yeah. know, it, it works in certain Poor man. Situ- it works in certain situations where things come to you, and then mm-hmm. in the case of. LeBron, he had just basically said, you know, I've tried. I've done everything I can. I've been here long enough, and we haven't seen enough guys come here to to put us in position to win. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when he basically said, I, I got to take a step, and yeah. I got to I gotta orchestrate Hey, listen, something. I'm a fan of LeBron. I'm absolutely a fan of LeBron, except when it comes to Mike. That's all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and you do draw a line in the sand. There's nothing wrong with that no. because, you know, greatness – but like I said, if, if, if we are going to argue whether or not one guy is the GOAT and the other guy is not – we need to keep both of them in the conversation as opposed to just trying to dismiss one of them. I'm not sure we do. Yeah, I, oh, we do. We do. I mean, it wouldn't be – it would be ignoring excellence. I'm not ignoring it. Like three no, guys no, I'm not ignoring it. I'm not ignoring it at all. I think he's a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he's at the level of Mike. I just don't. Yeah. Not just that. I think Magic was a better player. There you go. What about Kobe? And, and by the way, and then Kobe's right there. Oh and hit, guess who else God. is? Larry Bird is too. It's like almost Larry Bird is too. You yeah. watch. You this is watch. an argument that that well, what do you call it? Logic will not be added to the equation. You know what I love? Kobe's it's like, like a top fifteen player. I love bro. as I brought as I brought up Pete Maravich and, and JJ's like what? And then and then he realized you know in the no. one year he played in the NBA at three point line he shot like seventy. Okay, but let's be real. If Pete Maravich plays against LeBron, LeBron's gonna destroy him. Like Will, that, Willie. Yes. Stop with that, man. <laughs> we don't. Know. It's we don't. different eras. Like uh, if LeBron, uh, if his you era plop, was listen, tougher. Watch the videos of Pistol Pete. All right, yeah. you plop LeBron down in the middle of those games and act like he wouldn't absolutely destroy the league. Yeah, body types. Come are on, different. I think he'd have a great career in the league then a but he also career but he also it. but he also would get beat up like he doesn't oh get now my god look at these pistol p videos where they're like dribbling with two hands with his back you know backing a guy down from the three-point line that didn't even exist come on man like, totally different eras it, totally, different, to- totally different basketball you have no respect for the classics i don't <laughs> no i respect. when you're when you guys are bringing up guys like pistol pete's era I mean, I'll give you Jordan and Bird and even Kareem, Pistol but, like, yeah. come yeah. on. Well, I mean, Pistol Pete played with he, El- he says, I'll give you Jordan and Bird. Yeah. I mean, I wait, wait. Because that, that basketball sort see, of you, you re- re- do, relates you, to the basketball that's happening no, now. No, but, but, like, see, the Pistol Pete era is so far No, gone. because Pistol Pete played against guys like Elvin Hayes, Wes Unsell, uh, Wilt great Chamberlain. And yeah. I mean, great he played player. against uh, Moses Malone. I mean, those were, those were big bully dogs. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you can't say in that era they were nothing but softness. Yeah. No, like I, I don't Charmin. think they were soft, but they were not as skilled. They were not as big. They were not as fast. Not as, not as skilled. Yes. LeBron's every biggest single, advantage. LeBron's every single biggest player advantage. in the Check league on. now can take the ball up the court. LeBron's biggest advantage is you know, he's six nine and two sixty-five and can be a point guard. Exactly. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So th- just because he's that doesn't mean the other guys aren't as skilled. LeBron is that size, but he's also one of the most skilled players to ever exist. Yeah, and, and he's how, a point guard in a six ten body. Yeah, how he literally I, is a I, point I, guard. I think he might be the most skilled player to ever play. I'm not disagreeing with you there. All right. Well, then, then you can but just to, but to minimize the, but to minimize the other guys. I'm not minimizing them for their era. They were great. Just but, because you're the most skilled this, doesn't mean era, you're the best. That era of basketball can't relate. You know to who else is the most skilled quarterback ever? Probably Jeff George. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't uh, that doesn't fly. <laughs> but that does get us back to football, which I think we're all okay. okay with. Well, if Dan Marino yeah. Yeah. or uh, Dan Marino would probably do well in this era, yeah. do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if we go do back you think? Four, he, farther, he, he, little so cat got there probably. Pistol, Pistol Pete played probably in like the Namath era, right? Yeah. So like if you put Namath in the middle of the NFL nowadays, he's a backup. Yeah. Guess what? At though? best, Dan, Bodies, Dan Marino. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Marino he's can't a, be touched. All right, you can't be touched. Can't get hit. I guess and you can't. You can't. Marino, Marino. I guess Johnny Nice is a backup too, right now. Marino's a top ten quarterback in the league right now. I'm glad you were going to segue it to football because I I probably should have chimed in earlier when I made that comment about. MJ's birthday being in between the, the football season ending yeah. in Daytona yeah. and segue to our prop bets we're going to be doing for the Daytona 500. Yeah. But certainly, we could circle back to that and well, uh, football. I'll yeah. say this. Yeah. Petty, the king, wouldn't be nothing nowadays. No, yeah. just joking. Yeah. Exactly. He wouldn't have <laughs> – hey, he lacked competition back then. They had yeah. more money than anybody else. That's for sure. There was no salary He drove the best car, then. damn it. Yeah, back What about then. Dale? Yeah. 
Dale Dale would have dominated. Didn't matter what era. That's for sure. Uh, even though I, I I didn't I didn't love Dale like those others out there that How put dare up that you? free sign. Oh, oh I, I did. I was a Dale American Jr. hero. <laughs> Dale Jr. fan, but never a D, ne- never an E fan. That's for sure. But yeah, but, I'll, I'll end it on that. Uh, yeah. Joe Namath, back up. Yeah, and, and the the thing that's so crazy that we have such a tough time when we go era to era is body type, nutrition, dedication to the sport, science around the clock, just PEDs. everything that happened. Yeah, steroids. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget about uh, HGH uh, and performance enhancing drugs and everything mm. else. You know, why weren't they 340 pounds Team and ran players. like the wind back then? Uh, yeah, totally different era. That's for sure. Uh, my favorite, I, our boy Dell goes, quote, I know high school kids today that would strike Babe Ruth out. <laughs> that fat loser. Yeah, it's so funny. Like the guy out of Providence High School would strike out Mickey Mantle. <laughs> forget about that. Forget about the fact that he had as many home runs as teams had home runs, but forget about I that. I do think that, that baseball, matter. out of all the sports, uh, I, I I don't have anything to back this up, but I, I just think guys in baseball that played way back in the day could be just as good maybe today. Other sports, I just don't see it. Yeah, Body the, type means so much in other sports. Yeah, and I, I just the one thing that I'll always maintain is that if that person walks into this world, his body type is different. Yeah, he'd be working yeah. out like the guys so, do here. So how would, how would LT be in this? this oh, my He would God. destroy okay. everyone. He yeah. would get kicked oh, out of the league time. probably for yeah. being body too time, dirty. You say body time. Oh, yeah. And, right. and he would. That's the 80s, though. Pistol Pete, it's we're like, talking the 50s. And but but to 60s. 50? What? 60s. He played yeah. the 70s, 70s in the NBA. 70s, bro. 70s. But it, to, to Leon's get point. Get your you air take, straight, man. You take Jim Brown. Jim Brown in his day was the classic man amongst boys. Yeah. Man amongst boys. But yeah. right now, there's a guy, linebacker yeah. Bulls that would bring him down, yeah. according yeah. to JJ. Yeah. That's how it oh, goes. my God. <laughs> okay. So, draft or prop bets? Where do we want to go oh, Well, with actually, this? I want to get to the quarterbacks because that's what okay. we were teasing. Okay. Let's do the quarterbacks. Yeah, Ca- but, quarterback carousel. Let's pull them up, boys. Yeah, because the thing is, is that, you know, this football team, even, even this time last year, Jacksonville wasn't completely certain about Trevor Lawrence, the quote generational one. They were worried. He had more interceptions than touchdowns. It was 12 and 17. It was not pretty. And we all know that there was just a lot of angst and worry and anxiety over, is this team ever going to get back to where they needed to be? This team was drafting number one again last year. Well, anyway, we all know what's happened. And Trevor Lawrence has been the savior, the football Jesus, the savior of saviors uh, in this town. But you start looking around, and there are numerous spots that are trying to be basically sorted out. That includes Lamar Jackson and what's going to happen up there. Yeah, so we'll start with Lamar. Um, The obvious is if you're a Ravens fan, you're hoping they come to terms on a long-term deal before the franchise tag deadline. Mm -hmm. Uh, At this juncture, it sure seems like from all the national outlets that that's probably not going to happen, and so I would assume they do franchise tag him, and then they have to come to terms either on a deal or he's got to play on the tag or they trade him. So. I think that's safe to say that that is the situation with Lamar. So let's move past Baltimore and move to some of the other potential openings across the National Football League. And I think the most curious of them, because they're right up there with the Jags in terms Mm -hmm. of Super Bowl odds for next year, are the New York Football Jets, who, of course, uh, and I've reported this, uh, you know, listening to good old WFAN up in New York when I was home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. All the callers calling in to WFAN said, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, or bust. For the New York football Jets. What world are they living in? Is my bigger question. Because I do not see a world in which the man who went into the darkness. And literally crawled into a hole today. That he may or may not be filming by the way. 
uh, is going to want to play under the bright lights in New York City and all the scrutiny that that entails. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that that's one of the main things that, that, that moves his, you know, his, his meter. I really don't. I think he wants to be in a position where he thinks he can win and be 100% in control. I think he wants a lot more than he's actually going to get. But I think that's what he wants. Well, he still has, the, the Packers still have to say, okay, you can go. Right. Exactly. He wants to control everything. Yeah. I mean, usually when, when, when it's time like this, it's always the one domino that drops. I think the one domino may be Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr may be what teams may be essentially looking for. And if I'm Derek Carr, I, I would treat it like Tom Brady. All right? I'm a veteran quarterback. Give me a defense. Give me a defense that can give me more possessions in the game and give me a, a tailored offensive line that gives me protection. I think Derek Carr. I mean, if he's looking, it's got to be either the Jets or it's got to be the Saints. I would think you're talking about you're talking about top tier defenses, mm-hmm. which the Jets have and the Saints have. You're talking about offensive lines. The Jets' offensive lines is okay. The Saints' offensive lines is okay. You might have to refurbish that to give them the protection. Then you got to look at the weapons, the running game, and then I think Derek Carr. I, I I would think he would probably be the first domino to drop. I would think as far as free agents go. If you're looking for a stable quarterback who's been a four-time Pro Bowler, who may can solidify and make it a little bit more comfortable, you know, I mean, having him in the, in the room. We 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 ripped the Jags <clears throat> for their just incredibly poor drafting over the years. Imagine if the Jets give up on Zach Wilson. That'll be two top five quarterbacks in the last what five years, six years. Yeah, obviously Sam, Sam Donald. Donald. Sam Donald, yeah, That's a number three pick overall. Incredibly bad yeah. drafting. But, uh, you can go Chicago. You remember what you told uh, me? There's a few of them that have made some we, really bad. But you remember what you told five. me a couple of years ago? You told me that when you have a guy and it doesn't pan out, you got to move on. You got to move on. You do. <laughs> you, you 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 a quarterback, especially not at the expense of the team. Yeah, I mean if they're he, pretty good. Zach Wilson. I mean they're pretty That's good. That's another thing too. If he goes there, if he somehow gets there, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the AFC is going to be Carr, what, about, what, what about Garoppolo? Right. Yeah. I mean, Good segue. But, but yeah. more so with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the AFC will be loaded. So I really yeah. like how MassLive.com kind of did this exact scenario. So let's kind of go through. They broke down each of the 32 teams, and their four writers predicted who the starting quarterback will be for each team across the National Football League. So obviously, Buffalo Bills, all four writers, Josh Allen. I think everybody here at this – table assembled in front of me would agree Josh Allen will be the day one starter for the Buffalo Bills next year the Miami Dolphins all four of them picked Tua, Tua Tagovailoa thoughts yeah um he might be his own worst enemy though with the, those concussions uh, I, I you have to put them in the question mark pile you really you have do to. you don't know if he is there to stay for the long haul I mean he had what four concussions last year three at least three yeah. I mean at least three diagnosed yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My uh, question so I, I is, I can't, I can't say right now that Miami. Right, is solid. I can't say that it's not a solid. And moreover, knowing that if Lamar does leave Baltimore, I would think going home to South Florida is an option. And knowing Stephen Ross's transgressions in the offseason a year ago, I wouldn't put it past him to try to pull a fast one to try to lure Lamar in. And I've been saying that one for weeks, and for mm-hmm. if not months, uh, New England Patriots, Mac Jones. For now, especially with Bill O'Brien yeah. coming in, yes. Oh, so yeah. You, yeah. yeah, so you, you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to say yes for sure. Okay, and then we get to the Jets. One right, Writer number one picked Mike White as the Jets' day one starter. Writer number two picked Jimmy Garoppolo. Writer number three, oh, actually, there's five writers for this one. Uh, writer number three said Lamar Jackson. Writer number four said Aaron Rodgers. And writer number five said the day one starter for the New York football Jets in 2023, Anthony Richardson. 
Zach Wilson's just yeah. not so even. So wait a minute, league. wait. So wait a minute. So you're going to have uh, unproven Zach Wilson and then uh, underdeveloped and unproven Anthony Richardson, you know, both in the same room. Yeah, that'd be pretty with bad. Mike you want to talk White. about with yeah. Mike White <laughs> as their tu- their tutor. Yeah, and who's their quarterbacks coach? Who's their OC yeah. quarterbacks coach? Good luck with that. One. Yeah, Nate Hackett. Nate, well, is yeah. it Nate Hackett? Nate Hackett. Yeah, they just the brought OC. him in as offensive coordinator, and that's oh. why they're trying to link Aaron Rodgers hey. to New York. And here's a comical yeah, just thing. Throw a grenade in there. Yeah. You talk about them already screwing up Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson and then add uh, an AR to the equation. Holy cow. All right. So, the five of us, we're going to play the role of these five writers. Let's go around the table. Who is the quarterback <clears throat> for the New York Jets day one? Well, uh, it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Zach Wilson. It's not Lamar Jackson. I would name, I would name, Derek Carr as the starter. I'm, I might go Garoppolo, but I'm going to go Derek Carr. Okay. Leon? Yeah, I got Derek Carr. I'm I got going Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I got Aaron Rodgers going to reunite with, with Hackett, mm-hmm. and the Packers are going to realize if we don't get something now, we're not going to get something later. Mm-hmm. It's time to get something now. That, I believe, as far as Green Bay is. JJ? I think they're going to miss out on everybody and probably Zach Wilson or slash Mike White, just one of these losers. Okay. <laughs> I agree with Matt that, you know, and we forget that Brett Favre also once upon a time tried to leave the wilderness of the Midwest to go see greener pastures in gangrene New York. Um, but I do agree. I think Derek Carr is ultimately going to be the consolation prize for the New York football Jets. And part of why I think that, and let's jump a little bit closer to home, to the AFC South, where there are a couple openings as well in the quarterback ranks. I was told last night by a source that if you start connecting the dots and if you talk to people out in San Francisco, who's to say D'Amico Ryans, the defensive architect, doesn't say, "Eh, I'm just going to go out and sign Jimmy G Mm -hmm. and I'll wait for Caleb Williams or Drake May and in the interim, I'll take Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or a King's Ransom. May not be a bad idea at all because of his defensive roots to get the best player as opposed to the best quarterback uh, because they get pushed up the, the draft board. Uh, and Jimmy G, for everything he's been through, and yes, he's dealt with a ton of injuries, he is a winner. His record says so. Uh, he's been on good teams. Let's not forget that. Uh, that also helps uh, with your record. Uh, but by and large, he makes plays as opposed to makes mistakes. And so uh, that wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, but you're, you're looking at one half of the AFC East with question marks. You're looking at potentially three-fourths of the AFC South with question marks. Right. So let's go around the table. So Houston Texans, I'm going to say Jimmy G. I uh, like that. I'll go, I, I'll I go right was, along with that. I was on the – they're going to draft a quarterback, <laughs> but that really got me thinking last night. Leon, how about you? Uh, they're going to take Bryce Young. I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Houston takes Bryce Young. So you got Matt. You got, him as, you got them – Signing Jimmy G and taking Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. It's not a bad play at all, especially with the D'Amico uh, factor in this. I think Bryce Young. You do think yeah. Bryce Young? Yeah. Just start. Although hit, I hit mean, I mean, the Colts could move up, could mm-hmm. easily move up ahead of them. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Jim Irsay did say he likes the Alabama guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could easily so happen. Man. And if, that's, if take, that's the case, then they got C.J. Stroud. I think they take one or the other. Him? Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. J.J., any thoughts on who the Texans' starting quarterback will be day one? Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. By the way, just either. Just, before, by the way, either one. Like I said yesterday, either one of those guys. He's got to be day one. Forget yeah. about Davis Mills. Yeah. Just as far as a, a funky fact, uh, maybe, you know, yeah, this is saucy. This is a saucy. Let's just make this a saucy. Saucy nugs. Uh, because the year that the Houston Texans, although, you know, they missed out on that number one pick this year, when they did pick number one once before, it was Mario Williams on the defensive side. Right. And it was a heavily debated, 
Reggie Bush v. Mario Williams. You know who the rookie of the year that year was? Reggie Bush, right? The rookie of the year on the defensive side. Oh, defensive, okay. Because they went number one with Mario Williams. Yeah, Mario yep. Was D'Amico Ryan. Saucy Nubs. Oh, oh. oh. plot yeah. twist. Yeah. Nice. He I was the rookie of the year in the second round pick that year. And even though Mario's a good player, D'Amico was uh, equally as impressive in the I Texas. love that. I love that. Mm. Um, real quick, a note, because we are going to dive into the mock drafts in mm. the 1 o'clock hour. There's a couple mock drafts floating around right now on NFL.com and ESPN and across the interwebs that suggest that the Bears may trade Justin Fields to the Colts and then the Colts would take Bryce Young. That's just... So, or so they, they, would, so they would have Justin Fields. Bears the Bears would take Bryce Young. Moment of silence for... Taylor Doll. Yeah, that's yeah. just that happened. That's just that awful. reset button yeah. would be. We, we just mentioned how bad the Jets have been at getting quarterback uh, questions solved. Oh my, the yeah. Chicago Bears have done the same. Well, same with the Colts. So let's finish and wrap up with the Colts real quick before we hit our next break. Um, who who is the Colts day one starter, twenty twenty three? All right. So if I put Derek Carr in New York, and I I agree with the idea that Jimmy G could land in Houston, then it is a uh, a C.J. Stroud, a C.J. Stroud probably in Indiana. Yeah, the either or. The yeah, either either, or. it's the either or, mm-hmm. you know, based on what you guys said before about Bryce, you know, how that's going to go down. you got Chicago, Houston, Indy all right there just kind of jockeying. Again, unless Carolina moves up. Yep. You know, someone moves up. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no, like, moving up, it's either or. Okay. Leon? Well, listen, it, 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 I think the Indianapolis is going to fall true there, to what they've been doing the last five years. Old quarterback. Nurse, nurse, they, they nursing home for quarterbacks, wow. which is, I think, Jimmy G. I think they're going to go after Jimmy go G. Jimmy G. Wow. I was going to say Carr. They, but they're still, gonna, they're still yeah. going to draft. I think they're still going to draft uh, Stroud. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get Jimmy G. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if they I, were able to pull both of those off, that's a, that's a good situation to find themselves in if they can do that. Money-wise, they're, they're there. Money they're still wise. paying off. They're still paying off oh, some Matt of, Ryan's still there. Yeah. Matt Ryan's still there. They're still paying off some of Wentz's contract, yeah. too, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I, 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 that might come off the books this year, but but they were on the hook for a, an amount to get him out of town. JJ, how so, about you? I, I think like Leon. They've just been doing this for like the last five years. I think Carr. Yeah, they can't do that. I'm going to throw they, you guys for the ultimate loop. Yeah, they just can't. They still have Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I see them <clears> signing <throat> either Sam Darnold or oh, Baker Mayfield. Jeez. And I have them drafting Will Levis, quarterback, the program. Yeah, and so you have them um, staying in their spot and moving uh, moving him up on their draft board. Wow. All right, and so obviously we all know Trevor Lawrence will be the day yeah. one starter. Uh, obviously knock on every piece of wood that he's healthy, he's good to go. Tennessee Titans, uh, again, this is courtesy of MassLive.com. Writer number one has Aaron Rodgers right. as the Titans day one starter. Uh, two, three By other- the way, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> three, three of the writers have Ryan Tannehill, and then the fifth has Taylor Heineke. Does Aaron Rodgers make the Titans automatically the favorite to win the division? I know people won't believe that here, but just like I mean, betting that wise defense, with Vegas. Golly. Yeah, it, it steps him up considerably. If Derrick Henry still has a little diesel left in the engine, uh, then obviously a one-two and punch. Traylon Burks becomes what they think yeah. he can be. Yeah, good. And, toward, and towards the end, he definitely was was yeah. a healthy. Although we saw last year, yeah. Aaron doesn't always like young rookie court, wide receivers for whatever yeah. the reason. Yeah, but he'd have to deal with it because he's coming in with that fifty million dollar price tag. So uh, obviously, he would make them better. I, I don't think that happens. Do you guys see Aaron Rodgers? No, yeah, I do not think that. I happens. think it's Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably for better or for worse. Yeah. 
They yeah. got a lot of money invested in them. Mm-hmm. I don't see a scenario where the Titans tank, but I do see a scenario where they do look to the greener pastures of Caleb Williams and Drake May coming down the pipeline and figure, let's ride out Tannehill one year. I don't think they're going to be tanking and not be competitive because Mike Vrabel is a damn good coach. But I do see a scenario yeah, where they, they fall put... to the middle of the pack yeah. and then utilize that the following year to build up ammo, trade some assets off, but, but, and get but, the quarterback the but following year. Two bad year. years pile up on Vrabel, and you never know. They might, they might run him out. Uh, New GM. He's he's him him True. and the cockroaches and yeah. uh, Trent Balky, birthday boy, all that are left. All right, we'll keep it on the quarterback conversation. We'll also flip it on over to the NFL draft on the other side. You are listening to XL Primetime on a Wednesday. It's XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. One o'clock hours here. It's XL Primetime, hanging out on a beautiful Wednesday. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton, you can get your game on at the Golf Club of Southampton. 287 play family owned. The Stefanos. I always love to name my man Derek all the vowels except you. And they run a great family operation over there. So make sure you check them out. If you're planning a tournament, if you just want to play, have a foursome, whatever it might be, call 287-PLAY. One o'clock hour, big search for another half hour. Maddie Hayes, he's got stuff cooking at Saturday Down South. Mia O'Brien, who let us know that she had a bow yesterday on Valentine's Day, and Joe C. Uh, my uh, my Philly cheesesteaks and ice cream sandwiches for Valentine's Day with TLD was tops. It was tops. It, it didn't need to be the fancy meal or anything like that. It was the leftover Philly cheese that we never made on Super Bowl Sunday. Had that sliced ribeye and then all was the it onions and whiz? peppers. Was it like a real? Fold it up and then ice cream sandwiches to follow. So it was pretty good. But a real like cheese whiz. And oh, cheese yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. We did. Out. I think I told That's you guys. That's impressive. Yeah, the wit. I, the wit. I never sent the picture, but we did uh, the Philly cheesesteak like taquito roll-ups. Mm-hmm. That's like my new thing if you've seen it on TikTok. I done it, I do it with chicken, so we did it with the rotisserie chicken too. Mm-hmm. So you take rotisserie chicken, cream cheese, regular cheese. You mash all that up together. You put it on small little taco shells. It sounds shells, good, yeah. You roll them up. You throw them in the air fryer. Good to go. So we tried it with the Philly cheesesteak yeah. with the steak um. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't quite Not the chicken. Quite the other it wasn't one. quite yeah. the chicken, but I was like, you know, it's I was yeah. like, it's it, it's super easy. If you've an air fryer, yeah. it's all over Instagram reels and TikTok. Super, super easy recipe to make. All right, so the uh the Bo Valentine? Yeah. 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 You don't have to just answer with a yeah. Yes, like, that that is who I made the uh yeah, the roll ups with. Yes. How'd that go? I'm saying Valentine's. How did oh, that yeah. go? Well, uh the, I know you had helmets and heels and all yes, that. Yes, I did. Uh well, uh before I could talk to the Bo Valentine, um, who mm-hmm. I'm seeing this weekend anyways, so mm-hmm. it's it's all good. Um <laughs> ha- had to uh have the, the conference chat about the tonsils with the family. Mm-hmm. So that took about two hours of uh my Valentine's wow, Day. That is a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. And uh and even then I'm Still, and I hope my mom is listening to let her know that I am currently texting with my uncle, who is an orthodontist, uh, who she wanted me to confer with as well. Yeah. Um, let me give you a hint, Mia. Yeah. Yep, I'm 30. Uh, Make your own decision. For the new guy, probably not the best look to be arguing with your parents all the time. Oh, for no. two hours. He, yeah. Huge red flag. <laughs> he's, uh, he's very familiar with it. He's also listening. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. Right. I don't know whether his name's officially Bo Valentine, but that's kind of what I'm working on right now. <laughs> That's when we found out. Big Sirs, Valentine's Day? Uh, well, you know, I just cooked myself breakfast. How about that? Okay. Hey, breakfast for dinner? Oh, yeah. All right. Yes, sir. That's what well I did. That's right. Well Smart man. Smart man. Good Valentine's, Maddie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Actually, uh, uh, the Shrimp Shack. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, 
that's not very nice. Oh, that's Shrimp good. Shack. Jeez. I'm looking Shrimp, at JJ. Did the flowers you know, ever the, the make funniest, it? The funniest thing is, is yeah. the Shrimp Shack. Like, what, like when I first came back to Jacksonville, yeah, and I saw the Shrimp. Like my daughter would always go Shrimp yeah. Shack, and I was thinking, Shrimp Shack. Yeah. It looks like a dive. It looks like a you know like a McDonald's. Yep, I was thinking, say that again. I was thinking yeah. Captain D's. Yeah. And then I went in there about nine months ago. Holy moly! Bruce Chris. Oh, bro. Well, I gotta tell you another high level. Yeah. High, high level. level. Yeah. I'll give you this if you want Valentine Bow story. Uh, Matt mentioned a couple weeks ago about a certain Chinese restaurant here in town mm-hmm. that looks a little questionable at times, mm-hmm. has a drive-through, mm-hmm. but he went back recently and it was just as good as it was in the 90s. So we did go a few weeks ago. Really? And it was fire. Well, and I they, love the drive-through. Did they fry a catfish with the head still moving? No, that it. is only That's for like one know. John LaSalva Jr. They, I mean, honestly, it's... I can't get over that. All right, uh, f- uh, did the flowers make it? Uh, yeah, JJ. Uh, flowers didn't make it. They did not. Flowers did not no. make it. If you weren't listening yesterday, my girl took the day off after I had already sent flowers to her work. Then I had to get it rerouted to my apartment. Never came. Called ah. this morning, and it looks like they're just going to take it today. That's okay. Better okay. late than ever. She I, is going to get her like, flowers. I was like, I don't even want a refund. Just send it to her damn work. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was fine. Like we all talked about, it. I had the upper hand yesterday. Yeah. I still have it. And it was a phenomenal Valentine's. I walked in. There was a six-pack of Stella there. There was my favorite snacks. <laughs> nice. There was a nice little note. And I said to JJ when he told me that this. That was a good note, buddy. Yeah, it was a good yeah. note. I tried telling you. Women do give gifts. Yes, but my, I said I've never received one of equal or greater value, which is still true to this day. True. I because her, who's counting? I gave her like 50 bucks to Marshalls, 50 bucks to Victoria's Secret, flowers. We're going to a yeah. Brazilian steakhouse. And yes, it was nice. She got me Stella's and the, my my snacks, but I mean that probably came to like twenty bucks. <laughs> she wouldn't circle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's the thought that awesome counts. You gotta operate on a ten to one ratio, bro. <laughs> yeah, ten to one. Exactly. Bro. I, it's their day, and she's like, "You did too much." And I'm now like, I know why you love the day. Now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a humble warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say, sir? No, no, no. I'm saying it, were the nuts, uh, those hot nuts you said they were BOGO, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's why she got two. Oh, no, I great. love her. That it, like the, the thought was so phenomenal. I love yeah, that. That's exactly right. It was very right. special. That's what matters. That's what matters. All right. If you guys have got any Halloween horror stories uh, that uh, relate to Valentine's, you can uh, give us some of those horror stories from Yesterday, if you went home and said Happy Halloween, then that probably didn't go well. I've seen uh, lots of tweets of uh, women who were in Publix late last night and being like, man, you should see the line of men buying flowers right now oh, yeah. at 9 o'clock. Did have a boyfriend back when I was in Iowa, yeah. drink, um, yeah. who, who did go out at like 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. granted, we were like kids, but I remember yeah. being like, well, at least it's the thought that counts. Well, it's so but- funny because like TLD or anybody else uh, could look at, you know, when you like swipe the card and you can see it's a, some of them have been, you know, the late night intervention, like, holy crap, what have I done? You know, that type of thing where you're running out and you're doing it. And then, obviously, the place that you make the purchase is also significant as well. So you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, you know, if you ended up at the dollar store last night at 9 p.m., uh, you can definitely let us know. All right, now, we were getting into uh, some, some quarterback concerns that really yeah. are littered across the National Football League. And we just did the AFC East, the AFC South. You start bouncing around. You start looking – and you can't quite predict how things are going to end up just based on the little lesson we went through a minute ago with, okay, is, and, it's, and, and this is a carousel of possibilities when it comes to the big names. Is Aaron Rodgers going to go anywhere or is he going to stay? Where is Derek Carr going to land? 
Jimmy G is being shipped out, but where? Uh, and you can throw the Sammy Darnolds and the Baker Mayfields into this. You have five or six guys, and uh, uh, Lamar, that definitely counts as far as what's going to happen up in Baltimore. But you're talking about a lot of little moving uh, musical chairs that could take place with the quarterback position. Hell, you could throw our guy G in there. Gardner yeah. Minshew yeah, thinks Gardner he's going to have an exactly. opportunity to compete. Yeah. And, and, I and hear, not to mention, I mean, has anyone heard from Jameis Winston yeah. or Andy Dalton? You know that the two well, of them are going to be sticking around, too, doing something. I almost feel like I, I put Andy Dalton on the way, way back burner because he's he's done. That's just uh, the red rifle is right now shooting, you know, uh, you know, pellets. And so we'll figure out whether or not he's going to do anything. Jameis is kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know whether he he has – he does have quarterback life left in him. There's no doubt about that. But I just wonder – how much of a priority he will be and where he may end up land. So speed round, let's finish off the AFC. We'll get back to the NFC because we do want to hit some draft talk as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, four of these five writers from MassLive.com have Lamar Jackson being mm. the quarterback in Baltimore next year with the fifth picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Thoughts? They did, must include Aaron Rodgers in my thoughts. <clears throat> must include Aaron Rodgers in my thoughts. Baltimore? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Anthony Richardson. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm gonna say that is are. a curveball. Really? And so you think, think Lamar think, gets out of town? I think Lamar gets out of town, and I think they get a prototype, which they think is a prototype to Lamar Jackson. Day one starter, Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's bold. That's bold, big. I love it. Matt? I th- I'm taking John Harbaugh for his word. I think it's going to be El Boogie. I think he gets mm. tagged, and I think yeah. he gets ugly from this yeah. point yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I agree with you that he's going to get tagged. But You think he's going to force his way out? He's going to force his way out. If he gets tagged, yeah, he's and then you got the coordinator. Hurts. I mean, Jay, listen, it's worked before. <laughs> and I think they're going to move on for him, and then they're going to draft. That's why I think that Anthony Richardson is going to come in with Munkin as the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. with some, a prototype of Lamar Jackson, but a taller, maybe a little bit more physical-looking Lamar right. Jackson. Why not plug him in? Yeah, new set of bruises and bumps. Yeah. These next few are easy. The Cincinnati Bengals, obviously Joe yep. Burrow, the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, like him or not, Deshaun Watson, yep. and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett. So yeah. let's jump to the AFC West where they're – are more questions. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, I think it's safe to say, will be mm-hmm. the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Safe to say, Justin Herbert will be the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. Denver Broncos? Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell. yeah for yeah. now. It's just too expensive default, to part ways. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, we're sticking with Russ. Yeah. And then the Las Vegas Raiders. So, in this MassLive.com poll, two of the writers, of the five writers, have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Two have Jarrett Stidham, and the fifth has Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe, you and I already have Jimmy G off the board to Houston. I will so put Tom Brady in that slot. You will? <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> Why mm. not? At least, you know, he may have officially filed something, but file this. Uh, he still can come back. Uh, you know that. So I'm just going to go ahead and have a little fun with that. See, I think what's interesting is mm. Las Vegas Raiders yeah. are picking seventh in the NFL draft. And they've got some capital. they got some okay pieces mm-hmm. that maybe could be dealt. Maybe a Max Crosby. And they could package – maybe a player or future picks with that number seven overall pick to trade for. Maybe not a Bryce Young, but maybe, because Chicago does play in the NFC and they have the number one overall pick. So I have the Raiders with either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. There you mm. go. I got A.A. Brown going. Mm-hmm. A. A. I got Aaron, yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers. You got him going there. Yeah, I got okay. him going. All right, Matt. You got Aaron Rodgers to the Jets already in your draft. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be one of two places. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see Aaron Rodgers going there as well. I could. Mm-hmm. I could. Well, I, I just know that they've become, like, Josh McDaniels is supposed to be coming in there, resurrecting his career. What, and, I mean, what else are they going to do? Uh, uh, 
well, they may deal Devontae Adams and may start all over. Right. All, I mean, all sorts of things that can. can here's, the, here's the thing. Can he afford to draft a rookie and go, I don't know, 4-13? and 13? And he will get fired. Yeah, yeah. He probably wants to rely on a vet. That's why I'm right. pulling Tom Brady out of retirement, his, his best friend, when it comes to uh, quarterbacking on the field. Possible. Yeah. What about Jimmy G? There? I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely possible. Right. Yeah. He could end up there. All right, so we'll keep it going. We'll get to the NFC coming up in just a second. Uh, it is a beautiful day, so head on out to the Golf Club of Southampton. Call 287-PLAY. We'll get to the NFC quarterbacks coming up. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. I don't know about you boys. Feeling these crystal sliders. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Necessary. As our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures is reminding us, especially at late night. Oh, yeah. 124 Get in the afternoon. Thank you, JJ. 124 in the afternoon, though. You might be feeling them pretty soon in another way. Yeah, exactly. But we do appreciate everyone on the text line sending us what your go-to late night drunk food snack, drive-through, order fast food selection is. Bend over and let it happen. Thank you. Especially with, like, cake. Cake crystals. I didn't what? run this morning French either. Fries. I feel awful. Tater tots. Tater tots. Uh, cookies and milkshakes. Oh, the milkshake. Strawberry. I, I cannot wait. Strawberries so, with. I, I saved. God, I threw my shake in the freezer so I could have that later because I mean it's just all just all goodness. Uh, my favorite late night inebriated go to back in the day was crystals. I'd suck down the chili cheese puffs and wash those down with good old cheese crystals. Uh, the heartburn the following day was a struggle. But worth it back then. Uh, and he definitely shot us a picture of those because uh, you talk about those old chili cheese pups. Those were pretty good. They they had those. But see, I was concerned about the chili cheese being cold. Yeah, but yeah. those call. were pretty good, too. Yeah. That's a good call. You, you, because you can eat those cold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I saw a ton of uh, folks, at least like five or six of our Nooners, texted in famous Amos. Uh, this one, one <laughs> 5281 says, Leaving Century 21 Club late at night off Atlantic Boulevard, <laughs> seeing a triple shooting at the famous Amos, a.k.a. Whoa. something else in the late 70s. Uh, that one's probably the most graphic of the text, but a lot of people said famous Amos. Wow, that's, that falls under the heading. Nothing good after 2 a.m. Uh, happens. Uh, Except little, for the food. Yeah, a little different fast food back in the day. Uh, this is Yaki Mandu stumbling back from A-Town, America Town, in Korea, when in the military. A little cart just outside the gate, and she called it Miss Kim's McDonald's. Uh, fond memories, uh, what I remember of it. That's from Doug in Middleburg. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your service, too, uh, as we salute you. <laughs> I can um, guarantee all of us around 1030 tonight are going to think, I wouldn't mind having one of those crystals right now. Yeah. You didn't have a point. Valid point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with a late-night crazy. Nothing wrong with a late-night crazy. No, 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 that's no. I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to text that at like 1030. We're all going to laugh. White Castle definitely has been mentioned uh, in uh, 2018 in Nashville. After a rough loss to the Titans, we stumbled into a White Castle and were greeted with a Duval. Uh, and then the intoxicated patron promptly collapsed into her tray of fries. So how about that? Uh, you, know, you never know. I guess it depends on how late at night that was. But yeah, that's, We uh, had a recent one in Mobile. In Mobile. Mm-hmm. With what? What happened? Uh, we, were at the, we were at the Senior Bowl, remember? Yeah. We as in... Us. Yeah. We went to the drive thru. Remember that? Um, no. And Hacker started asking for ranch dressing at like <laughs> two in the morning. No, here's what I remember. It's the well, first time. Was it for time. his sausage? 
First time I, I ever walked with GPS. So I was not there for that. strips he got or something? Yeah, I was not you there. You were not there? No, I was not there Maybe for that. Maybe just on a beer Hacker and Leon. Yeah, yeah I went on the beer It run. was us three. Yeah. And yeah hackers, hackers, like, it's two in the morning. Like, it's late. Well, we, 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 we were working all day. We yeah. went out. We had a couple drinks to, you know, had a fun well, we, time. Well, we had cigars. We, remember, we, yeah, we had cigar, cigars. cigars you know, just, yeah. It was a long and day. We, it was like a 12-hour day. Yeah. We went out and had a little fun. Mm-hmm. Then we're going. So Tacker says he's hungry. Well, all right. So we go through the drive-thru. He orders chicken fingers and whatever. For, who orders chicken fingers from Burger yeah. King? Okay, Nuggets. For, yeah. Whatever nuggets, it was. Nuggets. The only nuggets. place nuggets. it was open. But yeah. he's ordering it, right? Yeah. And then right as he's, like, she's giving us the stuff, you hear, yeah, oh, ma'am, can I get a couple ranch dressings with yeah. that, please? And this time he couldn't go with, I'm taking it home to my wife, so right. can I get a couple more? Yeah, no. I just no. want to know if he, he paid in Visa gift cards or not. That's yeah. always the million-dollar question. No, we paid. Of course, we, he didn't trade. We did. checks. Yeah. He's the guy, he never has money in his pocket. We paid. All right, we're going to get to NFC quarterback final destination uh, mock draft before Leon says goodbye for the day. But uh, I do want to hit a little bit of a that of sorts, JJ and Dylan, if you're ready for this. Right there, right now. Oh, we're, we're teaching Dylan that in live time. Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, since Matt and Joe subscribe to the theory that Evan Ingram is a mastermind on the Twitter machine, mm-hmm. Field Yates tweeted this morning if the Jaguars retain Evan Ingram, they'd walk out 11 personnel like this next season, assuming that Calvin Ridley is reinstated. Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has now quote tweeted that mm-hmm. with the googly eye mm-hmm. emojis. Yeah. So that's exciting to him. That's what you want. You want to say, hey. Mastermind. Yep, yep. And he's going to do it every way imaginable on social media. That's how it goes. He's uh, going to googly eye the Jets, too, at some yeah. point. Yeah, I want you. Do you want me? Right, there's nothing wrong Are with that. sure that yeah. I don't want you? Do you want me? Right. Of course. It's it's, it listen, free agency is better than the recruit trips. It's, yeah. it's, all it is recruiting trips, all right? You, you're going to visit the, the cities that are interested in you. They're going to wine and dine you. They're going to tell you how beautiful you are and how much money you, you they're going to get you. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I've always enjoyed well, that. That happens in high schools, too, so. Oh, well, see. Yeah, maybe stay, now, yeah. Stay in your era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to wait till the professionally did that kind of stuff. <laughs> but that would fire you up, Oh, obviously. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, well, you wait. First of all, you you want to stay with the team that you're with, mm-hmm. all right? But if they don't sign you and they give you the opportunity to go into free agency, uh, well, they didn't have the tag when I was there, whatever. So mm-hmm. you, you want to go into free agency and you want to see what other teams going to show you love. So you get to travel to go to different teams. They wind you down. They take you out. They 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 impress upon how how much they, they need you on the team and we're making this decision. Oh, you love it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And so oh, he. So no, I forgot about that. No tag back. Yeah, it's oh, it's no tag. So yeah. You guys, yeah. Oh, had, oh, yeah, you guys had all the leverage. Yeah, no tag. Yeah, no franchise tag. Wow. I, I, well, I don't think that took, kicked in into win. Yeah, but 2000? It, it just barely became to where free agents in the 90s were able to get out there. Because I would have been tagged by the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that just barely happened, you mm-hmm. know, coming out of the 80s. But, you know, the, the, with, with Evan Ingram, they're going to have to figure out whether they have – they want or will have to tag one of those two big names, Juwan Taylor or Evan Ingram. <laughs> Before they get to that free agent period, you got the negotiating that can place, take place a couple days in advance. Well, they're going to have to make some tough decisions coming well, Here's up the fast. thing. His contract is going to probably be half of what they're going to – Juwan Taylor is going to demand. Mm-hmm. So it would be, it'll be – I would think he would get, what, three-year, $35 million deal, $20 something million like to sign, yeah. something yep. like that. Juwan is going to be over 60. It's, it's, it's got to be over 60. And that's going to average 17, 18. 18 million dollars a year. So, I mean, wow. you would think that they would just want to get him out the way – that's what I so would think. So to say, get get Evan Ingram out yep. the way, give him his thirty-two million or whatever. But they're going to get a team. Yeah. 
But they're going to have to try and do that before we get to that. Gonna have, uh, well, you have to cut bait with a lot of players. Yeah. You got to cut bait with a lot of players and make room to be able to sign those two if you want to. Yep. Speaking of the franchise tag, some of the names I'm about to run through now on the NFC side could potentially be franchise tag candidates, the most notable of which is Daniel Jones of mm-hmm. the New York Giants. All five of these writers from MassLive.com have Daniel Jones as the G-Men's 2023 day one starter. Philadelphia Eagles, safe to say Jalen Hurts, but as mm-hmm. we alluded to earlier in the show, he will be playing on the final year of his rookie deal. All five of these writers also picked Dak Prescott to be the Dallas Cowboys opening day mm-hmm. starter. I don't think any of us are going to question no, no. any of the any Sammy. of those three. And then it becomes the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Here are the options that these five writers have laid out. Writer number one has Jimmy Garoppolo as the Commanders' day mm-hmm. one pick. Writer number two has Anthony Richardson. Writer number three has Derek Carr. Writer number four has Baker Mayfield. And writer number five has Sam Howell. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Sam. I'm going to take uh, Ron Rivera at his word. That's that's what they're going to do. Uh, they need some kind of stability. Not saying he is that, but they drafted him. They're going to try and develop him. He is a runner, uh, a guy that can do a lot of things. So I think they probably will ride that. Is Heineke a free agent this year? I think I he is, so. yes. One of these writers had him in Tennessee. In Tennessee yeah. Oh, okay. I don't see any problem. With, what's, the problem what's the problem with Heineke? Uh, towards the end, they let him start off, and they yeah. were winning games. He wasn't necessarily responsible for all the wins. But anyway, sure. he went 5-0, and oh, and then they went maybe dropped two dropped. in the next three, and they ended up sitting him down. Then he had to come back in uh, after Wentz got hurt again, and then they went to Sam Hell after oh. that. Yeah. As so, far as I can see, he is not under contract. Not under contract? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'll go with Sam Howe, too. Yeah, so they probably probably move, moving on. What yeah. about a team looking at, looking at 2024? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They if might be. If you start Sam Howe, you're looking at 2024. Yeah, that's true. And, and all they're trying to – like, Ron Rivera right now is just putting out there what would be, I guess, maybe the least controversial. Right. Go Heineke, goodbye to Wentz. Right. He's our guy that we have on, on the roster right now, and then let's just figure it out after that. I, I'm just going to agree and say you if know? they are looking at, at Sam Howe, who I thought was a terrific college player, um, you're looking at 2024. Yeah. No doubt. Probably. All right, some other picks. Uh, all we have f- said that about others before, though. Right. All Needless to say, everybody on this uh, lineup believes that Jared Goff will be the day one starter for the Detroit Lions. All five have Justin Fields as the day one starter for the Chicago Bears. No crazy draft like Todd McShay uh, put a potential scenario yeah, yeah. out there this morning as to. All five have Jordan Love as the day one starter, and all five have Kirk Cousins as the day one starter. Yeah, because they moved Aaron Rodgers all over the lot, all over the NFL. Uh, Are you guys really sold, by the way, on Jordan Love? Like, is that – No, I'm not sold on him. But that's that's who you think they're riding with. I think that's the most viable option. I think they're going to have to part ways. Yeah, part ways when they can get (laughs) as much as they possibly can out of Aaron Rodgers and get someone to pick up that tab. I won't be surprised if he comes back. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. It's weird. He's gonna come out and he's gonna see a shadow. Me, I miss you, Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked I that either. You. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. It's not a bad team to go back to. A good coach that's been successful with him, but I just, I just see the end is near. All right, just because I want to get through a couple of these others. Um, Kyler Murray, Arizona. Yeah, Matthew, just- Matthew Stafford, the Rams. Geno Smith, Seattle, all five uh, all five writers unanimous yeah. on those three teams. Uh, for the 49ers, pretty much a split decision between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. It's safe to say I think the 49ers, unless Tom Brady comes out of retirement or Aaron Rodgers wants to go there, I think we can all agree the the starter is in-house. Yeah, yeah, one of those two, and I would go Purdy right now. Yeah, uh, and then we just finished with the NFC South, which may be the most fascinating quarterback division uh, of all of these potential scenarios. 
All five writers have Desmond Ritter as the Atlanta Falcons day one starter. Yeah, in-house mm. guy, and that's what they got. Uh, the That's amazing. The next three are absolutely amazing. Mm. Let's start with the Panthers. Here are the, the predictions. Two of the writers have Jacoby Brissett as the day one starter. Two of them have Will Levis, and a fifth has Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably would go with the draft pick there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'd yep. probably go with a draft, yeah, draft pick. Yeah. I think it'll be a draft pick. It'll got to be start cute. over. Got Frank Reich. Let him get the guy. By the way, I, I think, but real quick, I think Seahawks might do a little something. I do too. too. Mm-hmm. I think they might trade up. And get I something. could see them being the ones to go for AR and say you're going to sit behind Geno. Quite Maybe. frankly, that's Maybe. that's where I think that would be a great landing spot for him. The Saints. One writer has Jameis Winston. Two of them have Derek Carr. Another has Matt Ryan. Another has Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I probably would. Even though I put Derek Carr up in New York, that also would make sense in New Orleans. The Saints are probably looking at 2024 too. I would think. There's a lot of them that are. Those are their choices. Unless Derek Carr, unless they absolutely sign him. Roll out Archie Manning while you're at it. And the final one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one surprises me. One writer, two of the writers, excuse me, have Baker Mayfield as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, day one starter. Wow. One has Jimmy Garoppolo, another has Derek Carr, and the fifth has Sam Darnold. Sorry, Kyle Trask fans. Yeah, yeah. Trask is just a guy, okay? He was drafted in the second round. He could be thankful for that. He got a decent amount of money. He's He's got a chance to stay on. Many rosters for many years. Uh, but uh, a Baker Mayfield makes a little bit of sense to me based on where I put other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll just see where it goes because it, it, it's it's not a hostile situation down there, but it ain't a good situation. How about that fall from Grace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but they'll take Baker. their trophy. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Look, look yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it now. Back-to-back yeah. years yeah. Uh, teams now. At the very least, the Bucks made it back to the postseason two years running right. after uh, they won the Lombardi. But anyway, Baker mm-hmm. – Baker is going to be a guy that's just going to – he's going to wear 18 uniforms by the time it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Really. Where, who else? Who else will be down there? Anybody else? No. It'll be Josh Johnson. It'll be yeah. this, this generation's yeah, version exactly. of Josh Johnson. It'll be fifteenth 15th team. All right. We got we to gotta get Big Source out of here. Yep. Enjoy. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Hey, I did a little research on Aaron Rodgers, what, what he's going through right now. It's yeah, the called, darkness. It's called shadow work. Okay? Shadow work is, is about suppressing your ego. By fasting, meditating, and grounding. Grounding, which is where you walk on the ground with your feet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's 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 trying to uplift himself from the materialistic world. I like this. What's it called? Grounding. It's called it's called grounding. Grounding is basically where you go barefoot in the woods and all that kind of stuff. You get yourself linked in with it. Yeah, yeah. I like so I did a little research. I do like Rogers. that. I, I I'm not prepared lot, to do that, but I want to know. I mean, you got to try to suppress ego. Yeah. Ego, if it runs you, you. I would love to see him come out of this a little less egotistical. That would be nice because it's been a a Ron. Look at me, look uh, at me yeah. for a while. Electrically yeah. connect yeah. you to the earth. Yeah. Hey, there, see? Electric. That's right. You're electrons. Wow. wow. Okay. All right. We're gonna keep an eye on that bad boy. We got yeah. four days to to wait That's and wonder the, and see what he does. All right, I'm, big sirs. All right, bro. Enjoy the rest of your all afternoon. All right, Leon. Thanks for the lunch, man. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you, Leon. He hooked us up, running crystals. Uh. You know, we're going to ask Gio if he's ever gone into those holistic uh, things, uh, you know, getting in the darkness, getting in touch with himself, all that stuff coming up. A lot of postseason surgeries taking place, and Kyler Murray is already on the move after the ACL surgery. We'll do all that coming up with our man with the Bari Breakdown. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. Gio's got the entourage today. G! Gio! She's still not doing it, man. That's not happening. Come He's, on. You got to give up because now it's getting I'm not giving up. And I, <laughs> I don't need the naysayers telling me to give up. I need. It's uncomfortable now, man. I need the EO. And again, I don't need that either. 
mean, now it's impossible. Now it's never going to happen. I have had patients call me that, though. Yeah, exactly. I will say that. Exactly. G or G-E-O? Geo. Geo. Just listen, I'm trying to have fun over here. I like age. Geo. No, I, yeah. I think it's a, I think yeah. it's a great yeah. nickname for him. I am trying to have fun. I just is, he does it. Yeah. And is, every time I don't you mind do that, just, he doesn't respond, you know. What is going on? What's up, man? <laughs> All right, listen. He is the man when it comes to orthopedic surgery in the city of Jacksonville. Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. If you've got a sports injury question, we might be able to hit it right now. This is free doctor advice. So you can get the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Uh, you can ask Dr. Barry a question about whatever it might be. we got a couple left over from last week, and we will try and hit those. But, Doc, I'm taking a look at some of these off-season surgeries, and it's kind of blowing my mind, all of them that do come postseason. But before we get to that, Pat Mahomes gets his ankle roughed up again in this game. What did you think? And, and I love kind of how they, they create these legendary stories coming out of halftime. They said that Pat Mahomes didn't even – want treatment on his ankle he wanted to focus on rallying his guys wow. didn't oh, you get a kick on. out of that but anyway it was another one of those tackles where it looked like that ankle got folded up we're all man's man here yeah. right yeah he's just trying to be tough what did you think of it the fact that I he mean, went through it three games with yeah this. no i mean props to him he did great with it and it wasn't even a bad it's not like he grabbed onto the ankle and twisted he just kind of tackled him and hurt his ankle but yeah. he did fine yeah. obviously and I, mean, I don't know how much I believe I'm that. Question about the whole ankle thing, anyway. He, so. he didn't want a treatment at halftime. Yeah. I mean, that's but, that's just like yeah. the stuff of legend. It kind of made me laugh, but I don't think we can question his injury. His injury. I'm happened. not questioning we the injury. It. Yeah, just the high ankle part. Right. Of it. I think that's they kind of yeah they kind of minimize it. You know, basically said it wasn't high, but it was definitely it was some two. sort of ankle injury. Yeah, and he had it, and you know, you can't fake grimacing. You know, right in the middle of, during a play. You no, know, no. You? I mean, you can fake grimace when someone says, "Hey, does it hurt?" Matt has when become you're in the, this in the, guy. Matt has become this guy. He's got this question. I have. For everything. I, it's unbelievable. I, I have. I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, you saw the injury. I did, but it's just. Yeah, I did. I, it, this is not a bloody. Sock I did. I agree with you. I'm just Kurt saying. Chilling. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we saw this one. We witnessed this one. I believe it. We yeah. were all witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> I think he hurt himself. I don't think he hurt himself to the extent. That everybody was making it out to be at that point. That could be possible. You know, we we don't know exactly because we all know the teams downplay and kind of fit purposely. And, they yeah. do, yeah. But you know, you can see it on his face when he gets tackled. He's he's grimacing as he's falling because it's hurting. So, you know, could he fake the sideline stuff when he's on the sideline? How much hurts? Sure, but I think when you're on the field and you're and you're playing and you're limping, I think that's probably real. Yeah, it's funny because you know the difference between the glamour position of the quarterback Pat Mahomes. Everyone focuses on that. Lane Johnson, the invisible lineman that no one even pays attention to, he's now going to have surgery on that torn adductor. And so that is going to happen. And so, no, no one really focused on his storyline because <laughs> he's just an offensive line. How long will it take for him to come back from something like that, a torn you know, adductor muscle? That's, if they're going to repair it, you need 12 weeks to, to heal, right, for any tendon if they're going to repair it. Probably about six months to, to come back and, and be fully ready. All right, let's move to the knee injuries because these videos of Kyler Murray, Doc, six weeks post-ACL surgery mm-hmm. are nuts. Like, I mean, this man is on a stationary bike. He is very much moving. Like, his, yeah, he's going his, fast. his knees are going, and uh, he, he doesn't look like he's got any sort of limitation. And this is six weeks post-surgery. Obviously, he's not on a football field, but he's pretty, you know, actively, vigorously exercising. Yeah, you know, usually after ACL, four to six weeks, you can start walking on it. He's doing the bicycle and going pretty fast on it. With, with no, looks like no issues. These guys get treatment twice a day. 
after ACLs. Here in town, when you do it, you go twice a week. Right. 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 So right. they're going to come. <clears throat> excuse me. Come back a little quicker. But now some guys are doing this accelerated ACL protocol, and some teams are pushing it, and some doctors are pushing it. I don't. I'm not there yet because there are some studies that show there's an increased rate of rupture with it, where you'll come back at six months as opposed to nine months, and so you know sometimes when you do that, you can do things quicker and faster because you're pushing it harder. I don't know what kind of protocol he's on, but I mean he's looking great at six weeks out. Most of the you know regular people can't be doing that at six weeks, but he has the extra therapy, right, and uh, the extra eyes on him and twice a day. So, but he looks good. He looks plus. Great. I mean to be intellectually honest about this. He's on a stationary bike, right? It's a that's a big, big jump from going on the stationary bike, and, and he looks good to those actual plyometric explosion type moves. Absolutely, right? yeah, a huge difference. Yeah, but he has great range of motion. He's running, uh, you know, like full speed for almost anybody else, right? On it, so that's a good sign that he's doing. Would you good. say that's the furthest along you've seen someone? Yeah, six, six weeks, weeks doing that. Yes, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's great. And it's straight line. Right. It needs to be pointed out. Yeah, it probably has no resistance, right? To you know, so it's, it's easier to spin. But I mean, e- either way, because isn't that the whole deal of your ACLs? Yeah, the, yeah, the plant. That's the what ACL I'm saying. Those, is right. Those plyometric plant your foot in the ground stuff. That's the valgus force and quadricep atrophy. Yeah. You know, your hamstring atrophies, and so this is right now he's doing this increased range of motion mm-hmm. and get his probably quadricep mm-hmm. to kind of come back. He's not doing any horizontal. He's not doing any nothing. pivots, no, yeah. no pivot shifts that's, or anything. Yeah, nope. nothing. That's the whole deal with the ACL. Yeah. All right, let's get to the UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament in the right elbow of Brock Purdy. So they're scheduling it for Feb 22, expected recovery time of about six months. So it looks like they're doing a repair because mm-hmm. the reconstruction is about a year, right? So it looks like they're doing a repair. And I think that's what was in one of the articles he mentioned before. He wanted an opinion because one said 12 months, one said six months, depending on what he does. So it looks like they're going to repair it. Maybe he didn't have a full tear. And so a repair is kind of, I don't say a new thing, but it's a newer thing than a reconstruction. And you can do it on maybe partial tears aren't fully torn. Um, so that's why he's looking at six and months. it says uh, Dr. Keith Meister will perform the procedure. Is he the uh, GO of the West? <laughs> I don't know is who that, that is. So let me ask you this. That injury, yeah. is that something that you th- you think was, I guess, developing over a while? Or, or can the force of one hand hitting another yes. and stopping it immediately? That force can immediately tear it. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Now, in a baseball player, it's usually over time. Right. It, something happens. It's micro-tearing, micro-tearing, then pop. It goes. Um, but in him specifically, that a, a trauma like that can absolutely just tear it. Because it did. I mean, I, it's just me, but I might be wrong. It didn't look like it was. there was that much force there, right? It did it, did right. you see it, Joe? I mean, did it look like it was that much force to you? Well, it's so funny. I mean, that's the that's the hardest part of all this is that some of them hardly any force at all. But it was yeah. enough force to stop his arm from going forward. Forward, yeah. yeah but it, and so it's an abrupt stop of that tendon that just rips it. And it happens up here. In other words, you're stopping the movement right, of at the, the hand. hand. Right. Yeah, but – and then, because like Josh Allen apparently is not going to need any procedure, but th- these looked exactly the so same. So there's that much stress from the hand all the way to the well, elbow. Think about when yeah. you have like a fulcrum, right? The further out you are, it, it, you can you can push pressure here, and it's going to put more more pressure down distally, mm-hmm. right? So if you put it here, it's probably less stress on the UCL. You put it here, it puts more stress on the UCL. Yeah, can you true. picture that one, Doc? Josh Allen, it kind of appeared yeah, basically. Yeah, and, and the same. they they worried about him being yeah, a UCL. And he didn't, there. and he won't have to have UCL surgery. Well, speaking of baseball, uh, let's hit of that for some of our baseball fans out there, JJ and Dylan. That just. 
happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right-hander Frankie Montas, the biggest acquisition for the New York Yankees at the deadline last year. is expe- He was expected to be a big part of their rotation this year. It was now announced that he will undergo shoulder surgery this upcoming Tuesday that could cause him to miss the season. Here is what we know so far, Doc. He had shoulder inflammation earlier in the offseason leading up to the start of the throwing program late last month. He was unable to progress as he hoped. And apparently it's some sort of arthroscopic surgery on this troublesome throwing shoulder. So it's his right shoulder. It's had inflammation before. And it was a nagging injury. So in terms of now the expectation and the timeline is that he the best case scenario is he's back towards the end of the season. So we're talking September late August, so eight, nine months from now. Mm. So arthroscopic is just when you go with the camera. Right. And sounds like they're going to repair something if you're eight months out. They don't say what it is. Baseball players always have labrum tears, every single one of them. So it could be a labrum. could be a rotator cuff, although not as common in, in this setting, but it's possible. And so when you fix it, you at least need six months, right, to come back. And, and if it's a cuff... That's what makes me wonder if it's his rotator cuff because a rotator cuff, you need your strength to come back, which takes at least six months, and it can be longer. So I wonder, I question if he has some sort of rotator cuff tear that they need to fix or if it's just a labrum because a labrum usually has six months, so you can go back out and do what you want. They already pushed him out eight, nine months. So I wonder if there's a rotator cuff issue going on that's not being said. All right, before you go, the new ACL procedure. You've done it. You've done it. It's been done. History has been made here in Duval. Tell them what we're talking and? about. So there's this new ACL. Pre- we talked about it a year, oh, about a year ago. It's called the Bear Procedure, Burge Enhanced ACL Reconstruction, where you put this device in the knee. It's made out of cow, and it makes it's a scaffold, and your ACL grows back instead of having to reconstruct your ACL, wow. which means you don't have to take your patellar tendon, quadricep tendon, hamstring tendon, whatever tendon. Wait, so or, it grows back with cow? No, it's just a scaffolding. It uses that to grow back to where it needs mm-hmm. to go. Okay. And it is actually funded by, there's a lot of people funding it, but one of the people funding is the NFL Players Association. They put a lot of money into it because if you can, if this turns out to be as good as what they say, you're going to save a lot of pain and not having to rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Take a half your quadricep tendon or patellar tendon to to play. And recovery time. And the complications that could come with that. So we did one. So it's literally like a bridge. Yep. We did one last week, the first ones in Jacksonville to do it. And? It was very exciting. It went great. It was not very difficult compared to a regular ACL. And uh, the patient has way less pain because you're drilling, instead of nine 10-millimeter holes in the bones, you're drilling three-millimeter holes, so one-third the size. But it's, uh, you know, they have six-year data out now, and the data is just as good as a regular ACL reconstruction on the retear rate and also less pain and less arthritis, which we always talk about ACL yeah, tears called arthritis. Yeah. So um, That's awesome. I mean, I'm excited. I hope we can get more people to do it. Um, but it's... Uh, it's it's going to be interesting if this pans out to be the future. Yeah. Uh, it's still up in the air. And it started. That's why, that's why they're cheering. Dr. That's Bars. why there's an entourage behind him. This is how this whole thing went down. Hey, before you go, real quick, real quick, because this is a great question from the text line. So can you ask Doc about frozen shoulder impossible treatments? Yeah. I'm an avid fisherman and having lots of shoulder pain and discomfort, having to throw underhanded. Catching the tuna. Yeah. So frozen shoulder adhesive capsulitis, right? It can happen for a trauma. It can happen from a surgery. It can happen if you're a female with thyroid problems or, or uh, diabetics can get it, thyroid problems get it, alcoholics can get it. So you can get it just for no reason or you can get it from a trauma or a surgery. Basically, it is what it sounds like. You can't move your shoulder. It's stuck. It's wow. frozen. 
what do you do for it? You get cortisone shot to help with the pain. Therapy. There are studies that say after two years of physical therapy, it's just as good as surgery. Nobody wants to do two years of physical therapy. Right. It costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time. But the first treatment is therapy. I do it for a couple months, one, two, three months. If there's no benefit or you're not getting better, we discuss surgery. Surgery is you go to sleep. We crank on your arm, forcibly tear the adhesions, the, the scar tissue, go in there with a the camera, cut the scar tissue out, begin immediate range of motion. There's also another procedure where you can inject the joint with a saline, about 160 cc's of saline, which is a lot, and it will forcibly pop the wow. capsule. Wow. All right. And so there's debates on what's better, what's worse. Um, you know, as surgeons, we just do the surgery. Um, and But I would do therapy first. And after one, two, three months, if you're still struggling and not getting any better, then a surgery is probably what you need to get it, get over it. Uh, interesting. Now, we missed a couple of others. We'll get them on Breaking Bones Sunday morning, 730. Uh, you can hit us with a couple more questions if you got them. We'll make sure the doc gets them. That's good stuff. That's exciting. The ACL, if you have one that you're dealing with, find out what Doc's talking about at bariorthopedics.com. Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, Breaking Bones right, Sunday George. morning. We get into the 2 o'clock hour. Talk about a couple of these other pieces of news that are cranking with all these surgeries, including Jalen Ramsey and all these others. It's coming up on XL Primetime. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. 207, it is the 2 o'clock hour, and it is XL Primetime. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday right here on the Superstation. Joe C., MOB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, JJ, and he's uh, teaching up Dylan. Was Dylan one of the birthday dudes? Okay, just making sure. Oh, other Dylan other Denmark. Dylan. I, know, I know we got you know a couple different ones. I'm just trying to make sure. We're all eating cake. I know that, but I'm just trying to figure out which one it was. Uh, but get in my belly. Yeah, Gibby celebrating, Denmark celebrating. They all were. All right, we had a good time with that and uh, the stuff that lays heavy on the belly right now. Crystals. Uh, which, by the way, Dougie uh, did bring up another one. Anyone was a fan of Shoney's back in the day? Yeah, that was a good late nighter. Uh, and then they broke out that uh, buffet from time to time. I'll tell you the good late nighter. Yeah. Skeeters. Oh, yeah. Skeeters in Gainesville. Yeah, somebody was, said that, too, on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Skeeters was, would you say, Matt, I don't think this is an exaggeration, as big as this building, as big as 1010XL. Yeah, not much bigger, yeah. Yeah, but but as big as this yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, And so, Mia, to you, it was a line from that corner all the way around. All the time. To that corner to get in, 2 o'clock in the morning. And you're just standing Sounds there. like the traffic outside of uh, 1010XL headquarters at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays, according so, to JJ and so I. So you just basically, you sobered up by the time you went from all the way over there, all the way there. But, man, was that good eating. That was good stuff. And then Grandy's and a handful of other mismanaged, apparently, too. Yeah. That's why he turned it, or that's why he closed it down. What had happened? He got mismanaged, financially mismanaged. Uh, you can believe that. I don't, know how, him. I don't know how you don't make that kind of I mean, the money him of all made. his biscuits and right. gravy yeah. uh, and taking it right out the back door. That happens. That's for sure. All right. Are we ready? Two o'clock hour mock draft time? Well, I was going to say, it's something that we said we were going to do in the new hour, noon hour, but we haven't done it yet. And Todd McShay has got it out there. And this is one that, you know, look, you can consume these mock drafts all day long if you want. And, and, and some may say, hey, I'd rather read that guy's than this person's. McShay is not gospel by any stretch of the imagination. 
But he does give you a little fodder. He does give you stuff to think about. And as usual, at the top of his draft and others are going to be a lot of quarterbacks. I guess I'm not surprised, uh, but that's just the way it is. What's so, interesting for me is not only did McShay release his second mock draft today, but his buddy boy, Mel Kuyper, is also sounding off with Mina Kimes, also of ESPN, uh, as far as Bryce Young goes, because Tom McShay does have him going number one overall via a trade to the Indianapolis Colts with the Chicago yeah. Bears, and therefore Justin Fields would end up with the Colts. Um, but Mel Kuyper also tweeting a little bit ago that he believes Bryce Young is one of the best processors he has scouted over the past decade. He sees the field so well. Mina Kimes adding, watching Bryce Young this morning, a million things to like, but one thing that strikes me is how well he sees the middle of the field despite his height will likely be in a um, pass-first heavy offense, but it's still notable for a smaller quarterback. Yeah. And I got to say one thing about Tua. Uh, he struggled a little bit in the preseason. And remember, there was this chatter coming out. And they said, hey, he's, he's not tall enough. He can't see the middle of the field. And then he basically came out and said, I will find my guys when they're open. You know, that kind of deal. Just kind of uh, shuffle, you know, just basically trying to discard that thought. Well, he went out there and he played his tail off until he got knocked around. And so he was able to overcome it. So I'm not going to say Bryce Young can't. Uh, but that's going to be one of his major challenges. It's a, it's a big boy league with a lot of guys that stand six, five, and up along those offensive and defensive lines. So you got a trade going down to McShay's top of the draft with his second go-around. Colts pick up their quarterback. They do a deal with the Bears. They go and get Bryce Young. The Texans get C.J. Stroud. That was one of the guys that we were talking about with them earlier. Will Anderson going to the Arizona Cardinals. Jalen Carter for the Chicago Bears as they drop back. And so he would drop into that fourth spot Seahawks with Tyree Wilson, the defensive end out of Texas Tech. So those are your top five. And then you got a DN going to Detroit, uh, Miles Murphy out of Clemson. The Raiders take Will Levis, a quarterback out of Kentucky. Falcons, they go offensive linemen, finishing out the top 10. Anthony Richardson going to Carolina. And then Philadelphia getting Brian uh, Breezy. Yeah, from Clemson. So, you know, we'll get to the Jags, but just, Matt, on the on the surface of that top ten, you know, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. The Colts going for Bryce Young, the Alabama around. guy, and the Bears giving up on Justin Fields. I don't buy that at all. I don't buy the Bears giving up on Justin Fields. I, I mean, there's too much there. He, he has too much potential to just give up on him right now. But, I mean, everywhere else – other teams trading up or other teams trying to find, trying to get up to get pressure on I don't doubt any of that at all. At all. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Bears are giving up on Justin, on Justin Fields. I don't yeah. see it. Uh, the, the one thing that I think is interesting, Adam McShay's piece, and this is from the Elias Sports Bureau uh, on the Anthony Richardson piece, he says, according to them, we have never seen three or more teams hire a new coach and draft a new quarterback in the top ten in the same offseason since 1970. And that's basically what he is throwing out there uh, as a possibility because Frank Reich is in Carolina. He has them taking uh, Anthony Richardson. You've got Will Levis going in front of him with the Raiders. Now, that's not a new coach, but it's the new quarterback that's going. And then you've got a couple of other ones being dropped in there. It's going to be a big risk for any of these new coaches to take these new quarterbacks. And for what it's worth, two quarterbacks on the roster in Carolina, Jacob Eason and Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Um I don't foresee either as a bridge. I don't foresee either as, you know, the day one starter Carl in Carolina. Had that and injury, I, but so I that's, do, yeah. That's the, that's the sucky part is we really didn't even get to see him. Right. No. I could see Frank Reich signing. Obviously, Sam Darnold is a free agent, but I could see him signing 
a Gardner Minshew. Because lest we forget, Frank Reich was the first quarterback of the Carolina Panthers before they decided to, you know, go younger and get their own guy and what have you. Um, And so that's where I wouldn't be surprised if you saw, like, a Gardner come in and he starts day one. And if they do take an Anthony Richardson or somebody, wouldn't that be a heaven on earth for Denny Thompson? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you see the development of that quarterback behind the bridge. Not impossible. It really isn't because – I, I can see some of these guys are going to be asked to step in right away. I get it. The stakes are very, very high. But of any of these four guys, Stroud, Young, Levis, AR, it put them in order as far as the most capable and NFL ready. They're, they're, none of them truly are, but the I most mean, I capable. I would say Young and then Stroud. It's the then, way I, I think Levis – Whatever you want, Levis, Levis. Levis, yeah. It's, it's the way they're drafted. I, I honestly think he's really good, and and they just couldn't protect him last year, so he had that little regression. Yeah, he's a really good player. I think so, he's going to be good in the NFL. Okay, so but you still put him in the in the I'll order they drafted. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't you wouldn't flip the order. Or no, I like go. That. That's one. That's one two three. I, I guess the thing I fight honestly is that I, I agree with what uh, either Mina Kimes or what McShay Kiper, yeah. and Kuiper them are saying about Bryce Young. Aptitude wise. I always like to put the software and hardware combo in there in the discussion because it, it truly is software and hardware. He hardware he has sixty five percent of it. He has two thirds of it. Who's he that? Uh, Bryce Young. He just doesn't have the height. Right. He's got. I'm. I'm, I'm I guessing, think he has everything between uh, the years. Okay, I think exactly. he processes. I hundred percent of that. I think he's got a good arm too. Yeah, he can okay. obviously move, but it's it's just the size, and that's where. You know, as much as I know we said in the earlier in the program that, you know, the, the tea leaves that I'm being told to read suggest that the Texans could be going for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I actually think Houston would be a good landing spot for Bryce Young, for, for the Texans and for Bryce Young, because you have Laramie Tunsil. They've invested along their offensive line each of the past three, four drafts. And so that's where that would make sense. I would I just that Colts offensive that, that, line regressed yeah. this year. I don't it's not what it used well, to be. Yeah. The Bears picking, offensive yeah. line, forget about it. Whoever is picking at the top has those deficiencies and you're going to have to deal with it. But I'm just talking about driving the football, being he's accurate and smart. There's no doubt about and either he's a winner. one of those. He's he a winner. Definitely, he can definitely drive the ball. Yeah. And that's that's what I want to know. In the but NFL can he, world, but can they, you know, yeah. here's the thing. So, this is what Lincoln Riley wants to me about Kyler Murray. He said, you got to remember, this guy's been the smallest guy on the field his entire life. It's not like he was a big guy at some point and then he got smaller as he got to college or as he got to the NFL. His entire life, he's, a, he's been the smallest guy. He's learned how to not take hits. Mm-hmm. He's learned how to mm-hmm. avoid hits. Yeah. So that means something. You, yeah, you got to hope that Bryce Young is at that point where he's not the biggest guy. Right. He certainly hasn't been the biggest guy all his life, so he's figured out how to avoid right. absorbing those big hits. And if we're being real – Tua and Jalen Hurts, how much taller are they? An inch? Couple. Inch and a half? Yeah, yeah. couple is what I'm thinking. I think but, Tua measured like six feet and a half but, inch, but right? Jalen Hart, but Jalen Hurts is built. Oh, yeah. So built. is Kyler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thick so, guys, yeah. So, all right. So is Tua for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- not as much as Jalen Hurts, but right. yes. All right, so we'll, we'll keep on that note. A uh, little bit of the smock draft. We'll get to what the Jaguars uh, are doing with that pick. And it's kind of interesting the way they put the draft order together at the end. Jacksonville hung around longer in the postseason, so they're drafting behind Minnesota, even though Minnesota had a better record in the regular season. We'll get to all that coming up on XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Well, let's get to the other half. 
of this McShay mock the Jaguars half of it. Heck with all those other right, teams. The important stuff. We yes. don't care. Two o'clock hour, we say thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Check them out. 287 play. If you're looking to get out and find a great golf course, plan a tournament, an event, whatever it might be, check out the Golf Club of Southampton. So 24th overall, and this is with the vacant Miami draft pick just basically being plucked out of the first round. He's got Jackson Smith and Zigba from Ohio State. Uh, McShay writes, the Jaguars' pass game took a huge step forward in Trevor Lawrence's second season. The Kirk signing paid off, and Calvin Ridley acquired at the deadline should be a factor next season once he returns from suspension and uh, mentions Evan Ingram trying to get him back. So, Jackson Smith and Zigba. I would say in Zigba, Njigba, 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 Njigba. I actually like Joe's better. It's Njigba. Njigba. Smith Njigba. All right, well, I'm going to go with – Well, I mean, I like yours too, so – I'm going to go with Njigba is an enigma. Even better. Even better. should probably just give him an acronym. Yeah, he's an enigma. So, yeah. JSN. I want to talk about Jackson Smith. what they did at Ohio State. I want to talk about this Ohio State wide receiver, but then I also want to look at the other players that were on the board potentially. Yeah, but just the fact that – He's an enigma because he wasn't out there hardly at all this year. He flashed at the end in the bowl of the year before and looked like, holy smokes, okay, you can give me Garrett Wilson, you can give me Chris Olave, da 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 but look at this cat. And then we didn't see him hardly at all this season. So if they do reach for him, he will be a good talent, but he'll be a big question mark. He's there. a guy that many people thought would go top 10, so yeah. that's what's most fascinating. Um, by the way, so if anybody's keeping score at home, the other players in Todd McShay's mock draft that would have been on the board for the Jaguars, mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College, who went next to the New York Giants, Osiris Torrance, guard, Florida, mm-hmm. many people familiar with. Stick a pin in that one because I'm going to circle back to it. Jameer Gibbs, the running back at Alabama, formerly of Georgia Tech. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for Utah. Keon White, defensive edge, excuse me, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech. And then Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. And then Jalen Duncan, the tackle out of Maryland. I can tell you that people I am talking to in the building say that Osiris Torrance is pretty high up, if only in the front office, on the Jaguars' wish list right Uh now. Um, Looking at that guard position, knowing Brandon Scherf's age, you know, they're expecting Ben Barch to come back healthy. Obviously, Osiris Torrance is a first-round talent. Ben Barch was playing tight end only four or five years ago. And, so and, it, and protect it, your 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 right. main man. Yes. So that is where, in my again, and like I said off the top of the show, um, from what I've been told, the coaching staff in the front office haven't actually gotten together to get that whole holistic big board together. Mm-hmm. But people in the front office, that is what I'm told, that Osiris right. Torrance is certainly someone the Jaguars are looking at. So let me circle back real quick yeah. to Jackson Smith and Jibba. So in, in 2021, okay, yeah, he came into this season. Clearly, it was Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's all it was, right? So at the end of the 2021 season, he was clearly far and away the better receiver. Th- that's the, the bowl three, game okay? that I was talking so about. He's, I'm not even talking about the bowl game. Yeah. His season last stunning. year. His season in 2021, he had 95 catches for 1,600 yards. Garrett Wilson had 70 catches for 1,000. Chris Olave had 65 for 936. He was... Far and away, their number one receiver. Gaudy. So, and a guy who would have been top 10 had he come out then, but he couldn't because he wasn't eligible. Okay, mm-hmm. so now he's, this year, it's the hamstring injury. First first quarter, the first game of the season against Notre Dame, he has a hamstring injury. And it was worse than initially thought. So it got to the point where he was Lingering. probably ready to play around week 11, week 12. But at that point, he's not risking it. 
I look at him, he's Jamar Chase. It's the same thing. Jamar Chase sat out the COVID season. And everybody said, oh, no, he's going to fall. Nobody's going to pick him. You wait and see. He goes through his pro day. He'll move up. He goes through the pro day, and they all see him, and they all interview him, and they all realize why he right. sat out. Yeah. He's going to skyrocket. Well, I can think of another Ohio State guy that also had a similar situation. and He goes by the name of Nick Bosa. That one turned out okay. Yeah, Did another guy that said, Same I will thing. shelf it, and I will make sure. All right, so that – and then let's just at least hit a couple of them that were in front of Jacksonville because Addison is one of the receivers that you had talked about went right in front of him. Anyway, we'll touch on those coming up. It's XL Primetime. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. Grocer, you have your choices, right? Cooler section, you got your choices. Beer, you know you got choices, but check out a little Funky Buddha when you are in the cooler section of your local grocer. They got it. All right, now this is is not easy, but I'm just trying to take you down memory lane. I'm just trying to give you some intel that you may not be fully aware of. What was one of the biggest things we heard going into the Super Bowl? The Kelsey brothers. Mom, Travis, and Jason. Cookies. Yeah, first pair of brothers to face off in the Super Bowl, but... They are not the first brothers to be in the Super Bowl. In fact, the fourth set of brothers to appear in the same oh, Super like Bowl. I like this. Three others. What do we got? McCordy's? Yeah, McCordy's are one. one. All right, let's ding them up. Yep, the McCordy's are one. You got Devin and Jason, Jason. and that was Super Bowl 53. Yep, with the Pats. Um... Like a punter. And then I'll just, you know. The Watt brothers. Say it again? The Watt the brothers. No, I don't think they played no. the Super Bowl. No. no. Okay. It's the one, one of them was a tie and I can't remember the name. One of them was a tie and I think one was a, a receiver. For who? Somebody was like a kicker. The Seahawks, right. I think. I'll just. Oh, what about oh, Shaq? Yeah. No, oh, no, this no, is. No, no, no. Half and Shaq and Shaquem. Go ahead. Oh, which would have been great. These are going back in time. I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. One might have been around the uh, Pistol Pete <laughs> time All right, frame. I forget it. And then the other one a little bit later than that. Uh, those that uh, will remember the Killer Bees will remember these. Glenn and Lyle Blackwood. Blackwood. The Blackwood brothers uh, from the Miami Dolphin days. The uh, what, what were they? Were they the safeties, right? They were the Killer – no, I'm saying the Killer Bees. I don't know if they had another nickname. Anyway – Glenn and Lyle Blackwood, Super Bowl seven and Super Bowl nine, and then he may not have had a great NFL career. He was a two-time Heisman Trophy winner and was with his brother Archie, yeah, Archie and Ray and, yeah. Griffin in Super Bowl six. So there you go, Kelsey and Kelsey, the fourth set of brothers to make it to the big game, first ever to compete against one another. Devin and Jason, that was a you know pretty talented. Uh, pretty talented secondary that those cats uh, were part of. And it's incredible to think where they went to college yeah, for what it's yeah. worth. Well, it, it, and I, I think – I mean, granted, that was the golden era of Rutgers football. That's yeah. what I grew up watching. Yeah. But, like, when, when you think about the careers that those two had and now presuming the career they'll have in media mm-hmm. afterwards, mm-hmm. like, it is – Yeah, Jason already has it. They were under Shiano up there. Yes, and then mm-hmm. Kyle and, Flood as well. And yep. that was – honestly, that was the heyday up It was. There. I, so that that was the reason I really got into outside of following Yankees baseball. Like, I got into sports 
media and sports at large mm-hmm. was because the Rutgers really yeah Rutgers wow. when Rutgers that beat run? when Rutgers beat number three Louisville I was in seventh to, or I was eighth at the grade. game man yeah, seventh or eighth grade and uh, it was teachers convention so we all had offs of school the next day and it was a Thursday night game yeah. And I'm sitting right up close to the TV in the living room watching it. And I, like, turned around to say to my parents, isn't this so cool? And when I turned around, both their jaws had hit the floor. And my dad was like, don't get used to this. This isn't normal. This doesn't happen around here. And, I mean, obviously they got beat a couple weeks later by Cincinnati. But it still was a magical run. But that was one of the rare moments where I, I like, didn't fear for my safety on the field. Oh, yeah? Oh, it was. Shiv? Is that what it was? Uh, there was definitely shivs in that crowd. I can guarantee. He's you worried that. about shivs, but that was the moment I fell in love with college football. <laughs> only fitting. You didn't have it to was, I mean, the, I mean, literally, in, the, in, it's not. It only holds forty thousand. The entire place came down on the field. Yeah, a bunch of Italians. Yeah. I know. I know exactly. What, I, I was a kicker, Jeremy too. Ito. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kicked the field goal. They had him up, he, he had him up on his shoulders, and you know, it was just yeah. wild. And, and what's wild crazy moment. too is that then that was the same year that then the women basket women's basketball team went to the national championship. So as you know, a little. 13, 14 year old Mo Brian, like mm-hmm. that was, you know, if there was ever a time to be like, whoa, okay, college sports is kind of cool, even though I live in the Northeast and we don't have SEC. Well, or I was any a fan of, of Shiano. I, I always liked him, had yeah. respect for the job that he did, and yep. he did Good something dude. that few Good dude. Good do. coach, too. Yeah. I talked yeah. to him when I was back home at Christmas oh. uh, at the Rutgers game. He, 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 and you want to talk about social media we were talking about earlier? Social media took him down. Okay, and you don't think that social media doesn't have an impact like that? It it took him down, uh, unfortunately. I have no idea what he would have been. Tennessee ends up getting the right guy, at least as far as they know right now. But that was a hot mess for a while because that led to – He's got a hot mess right now. Yeah, yeah. But that led to a couple of other decisions that they would love to be able to undo. You know, you go back in time, but you can't, unfortunately. Oh, Shiano at Rutgers? Yeah. It's no, a hot yeah, mess. He's yeah. got, uh, Tennessee. He's got no quarterback. Yeah. He's got yeah. – you know, he just hired an offensive coordinator, and there he, they can't recruit. He's not recruiting as well as he did the first time he was way there back because yeah. it's just he's now now the Big Ten is in that area, mm-hmm. so now all those schools can get in that area, and they're all just taking his players. And yeah, the big thing too, and this was something again, is like a middle schooler who didn't fully understand it at the, t- at the time was just his pipeline out of the South Florida Miami area, which. As we know, Mario is really trying to put a wall around South Florida, let alone the fact that he's competing with Billy Napier and Willie Tagger, and then you still have Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia parachuting into that area. What does that even leave for Rutgers at that point? Well, the other thing about Mario, and we need to discuss it at a different time, but there's no getting away from the fact that he he was the favorite son coming back, and the season was the season. It wasn't good. But then... Two major lieutenants, two major colonels, however you want to describe it, have been dispatched and been replaced. That's okay, I like that. Yeah. I like a guy who recognizes, look, I'm yeah. not going any further than one year. This yeah, that, is wrong. That, that part's good. I made a mistake. I want two other guys in. Yeah, it could be a major positive when it's all said and done. Yeah. But one of them left by being offered another gig in Kevin Steele. The other one, as you correctly say, and as J.J. labels the offense. I'm not sure, I'm not sure Kevin Steele would, would have had a job. I, I don't know. He wasn't happy with anything there, mm-hmm. so Kevin Steele might not have had a job yeah, either. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And and I I'm I like your thought, your theory that if if it ain't working, it's the old you know no. what you eventually going to do, do it right. Dabo now. Dabo did it. Yeah. Dabo did it with Brandon Streeter. Yeah, but took him one year to realize oh, this ain't working. But remember this now: he promoted from within and gave that guy the opportunity, and then it didn't work. So the opportunity was given, didn't work. Boom, we're moving on. Those guys were brought in. You know, so Dab was also a very loyal dude. A right, that's what I'm saying. I give him credit for doing that. Yeah, JJ, but this guy hired these guys. Yes. Was it a text or was it a tweet I showed you where it was like the real big three of Miami? 
Josh Gaddis, Kevin Steele, and Charlie Strong. I forget if it was a tweet or uh, off the text line. If, if it was one of you nooners out there, please send it yeah, again. Yeah, it was on the text line earlier this week. Hilarious. Yeah. Someone yeah. was like, the real. Let, let JJ know the real big three out of Miami wasn't LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was talking it was, about it. Was, it, was, it was actually Gaddis, Steele, and Charlie Strong. It's beautiful. All right, we'll uh, kick it to San Susie coming up here in a sec on XL Primetime. Hey, remember this? Oh, incredible save! He robbed him! Call a cop, he robbed Elmore Blind! Oh! He's not getting up, Jim! He's not getting up, Jim! He's not getting up! I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. Fans come to their feet as Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart take the one play. We're in the final lap of today's Hona 500. They didn't get emotional yet because you've got to get off turn four and back to the start-finish line. You can see it now. The legacy continues. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the 46th Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the third, now completing the third father and son combination. To win a 500. Dale, your father won it six years ago today. Yeah, I mean, he he was over in the pasture side riding with me. I'm sure he was having a blast. That's just a simple way to put it. He was right there with him and having a blast. Dale Jr., 2004. He and Tony Stewart, you might say, traded paint all day. Both of them were up front. And Dale Jr. ended up taking control with about uh, – 20 circuits left around the two and a half. You know what? Drive. I was just thinking about this. You know what Dale, Dale was like? He was like, when 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 the Chiefs got the ball five minutes to go, they were scoring. It's done. It's over. Yeah. When there's 20 laps to go and he's like coming up the rear, yeah. it's over. Yeah. He's going to win. Uh, when, when it was Dale Earnhardt, for sure. When it was Junior, maybe on a super speedway, yeah. Because uh, he definitely could flat foot it as good as anybody. But. Uh, look, I, I like I said, I was never a Dale fan, but I was a huge Junior fan because he was driving the Bud car. I mean, this Bud for you. The, I loved it. Dale was everything. And, and Dale Junior <laughs> ended up being a totally different personality and a much more likable guy, but not nearly as hungry and not nearly as accomplished. By the way, today is media day yeah, down, down at there. the Daytona yeah. 500, yeah. so I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty of sound bites from our our racing friends, and we're going to have prop bets later in the week, too. Yeah, looking forward to it. Just We need some big names back in, in, in the racing game, and so we'll ask you guys to start studying your, uh, your, your start sheet and see who you're going to predict to win. We'll give you a couple of chances coming up on Friday. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. Lauren Brooks joins us. They moved from San Susi to Island Wing out there in Bartram, the St. John's County location. What is up, Lauren? Oh, gentlemen, we are just uh, having a fantastic week, like you said, from baseball now to Island Wing Bartram Park. It is uh, gorgeous out there, loving this February weather. Now, Joe, I heard you all talking about food earlier in the show, and so I need to know what is the food plan for the Daytona 500? You know, I think you kind of – I just broke into that old, you know – back when I was, you know, an announcer at old Putnam County Speedway. <laughs> and so I think you kind of got to go rugged, all right? Nothing can be okay. refined. Nothing. You don't, even, you don't even need to marinate meat when you're <laughs> doing the Daytona dogs. 500. Okay, you just need to burn it and serve it. 
And so that's Bologna. probably okay. what it'll be. Maybe, maybe some spam. <laughs> some spam might make an entrance into the kitchen. Wow, okay. I have been <laughs> It's all about drinking at the 500, yeah. folks. And, and you know what it is? Uh, we kick it back, okay? And, you know, I like J.J. mentioned Stella earlier, one of, one of my favorite beers. And, you know, I love the Modellas and the Coronas and all that. But this might be a Natty or a Bush Light. Sunday. Hey, you can't drink a, an imported beer no. during the 500. <laughs> no. Let alone a craft beer. Yeah, no. So I will say Bush Light is definitely a beer that I've seen. The friends that I do have that enjoy NASCAR, that is a beer that they swear by for sure. It's also, I've realized as I walk my dog all throughout Jack's Beach, it's also, Matt Hayes, I wonder if you agree with me, the most discarded beer as far as like in the streets when I walk around, it's always Bush Light. It's never like a Budweiser, which you'd expect, I would agree or a Natty Light or anything. It's always a Bush Light. I'm like, okay, I don't know why that's the one that can't make it into the recycling bin in the trash can, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I, I gotta let the that. I gotta let the boys out of the uh, <laughs> North Florida sales garage know that, that Bush Light is being consumed. Well, Stock especially like beach. February, March, <laughs> and then yes. like into April. Then when they the you know tourists finally leave, yeah. then it's, you're not going to see them. But when you start getting to the beach, it'll be Natty Light uh, a oh, bunch, yeah. uh, I think, over there at the beach. Oh, yeah. And now those Natter Days, those yeah. are very oh, popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a big one. With or the ladies, even the, too. Uh, yeah. Or even, don't forget, the seltzers. The seltzer yeah. season, it's coming. It's oh, yeah. making its return yep, soon. Neutral. Yep, yep. All right, what's cooking? Well, we are certainly going to continue to talk about the Walk-Off Charities High School Baseball Classic. Also, Jared Rice talking some players joins us at 340. And I have a Brooks Beat today. Three pairs of tickets to give away to go see Jason Aldean at the Vice Star Veterans wow. Memorial Arena. That show comes up Friday, August 25th, and there's a wow. ton of guys coming with him as well. So, yeah, three pairs of tickets. We will be giving those away every hour on the show. So we got a lot to do. Chilling on a dirt road. It'll be awesome. Save one pair That's of those for right. me, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will do my best. Be color number, whatever I say, Matt, and then maybe you'll, you, you can win I them. will. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Lauren Brooks, Frank Franchi, Hayes Carline. Uh, and coconut shrimp over there at uh, Island Wing uh, in the SJC. Yes, Bartram. Not yeah. Southside today since yeah. I had a couple people Bartram. text me. I'm wondering. Yeah, Bartram. The SJC. And nuts. I think it's, is it Durban yeah. Springs? I want to make sure I get that right. I'm pretty sure that's. that's uh, no, it's Bartram it's Springs, Durban it Creek. I think yeah. that's. It's eh. right It's right there by all the shopping yeah, and everything everything else. is at right now. Uh, it is a growth area. That's for sure. Bartram Market. And yeah. then Durban. Yeah. I just yeah. see Bartram Market. Is the exact it's all off neighborhood. 90 anyway. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll find you. Ball ball <laughs> They'll find you. All right, we are out. Uh, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton, which isn't that far from all of that action. Uh, you can head on over to 210 and enjoy a beautiful golf course, family-owned and operated. Uh, we are out. We're family-owned and operated. Joe C., MOB, Matty Hayes, Big Surce, uh, and JJ. Take it away.